everyone, and welcome to Film Geek Time Machine. I'm your host, Austin Kennedy. Here's Tim. I'm Tim. <laughs> Tim Kaiser. Yeah, I, I, explain this podcast to me. <laughs> the podcast? Oh, well, this is a podcast where I have a time machine. And what does a film geek do with the time machine? Well, we go back in time, picking a random date, and we pick the times of all the movies that we want to see, and we see a bunch of movies, and sometimes we have seen them before, sometimes oh, we have first so. time I've heard. Yeah. Never heard of this podcast, but here I am. <laughs> Yay. So, yes, this is our 10th episode already. So I know. Wait, this, who's, what do you mean ours? Have I been here before? Yeah. Oh, my God. I've got such old man amnesia. <laughs> the random date we picked this time was October 8th, 1953. This is one of the oldest ones. We, we, did, we did a 39 already, but it's 53. We have done no 40s. No 40s. So ne- next season, three 40s. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We'll... I want to see movies that took that came out in the middle of World War II. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll be in empty theaters or theaters only filled with wives. Okay? <laughs> or kids. Kids kids and wives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the men are off getting killed by Nazis. So, and then what we do is there's um, a site called newspapers.com. And we go to it and we look at the actual newspaper from that day. That'll show all, like, all the times, all the movies that we're playing. So, right now I'll present to, to everyone what... Our choices were, and what we didn't pick before I tell you Correct. what we picked. So, um, one of them is something that you are really mad that we didn't pick. Yeah, one of them is. Yeah, so I'm looking. So there's a couple of like Tony Curtis and the All American. Don't know that movie. I know Tony Curtis, obviously. Yeah, it's like got the biggest ad in this picture. I it mean, is. Is the well because it started today. But we watched a different Tony Curtis movie. So. That's right. Um, there's the Moon is Blue from Here to Eternity, yeah, which that's another um, big one. Oh yeah. What else do we got? The Last Posse, China Venture. Lawrence Olivier what in the Beggar's Opera. What's, I don't know what that even says. That was the last posse. The last posse. Oh, yep. I wonder if that's a Western. Yeah. I wonder. <laughs> um, Stalag, 40% seven, of all Stalag 17, which is a fantastic World oh, War II yeah. Billy Wilder. I've We've both it, seen it. I've seen it like three times. I would have so, been yeah. happy to go see it, but we opt for movies, other movies. Instead. Not seen it. And still talked about it because I've seen it so many times. You're right, but right. I would have watched it because King I Solomon's Mines, uh, Snows of Kilimanjaro, the Mister Scoutmaster is all over the place. It is. There's so and many. I don't even heard of it. It's brand new, and it's it stars Clifton Webb, who I have heard of. Yeah, and then there's like a bunch of like uh, a bunch of kids, which makes sense. He's yeah. a scoutmaster. Cartoon pictures of of kids. Um, and then what I didn't notice on the other page because we just looked at one of the pages. The other page was a premiere of the robe. That when we night. were when we were picking that night when we were picking yeah when we were picking <laughs> movies I didn't see this. If this I is, did, I would have picked this. This is the first fucking widescreen movie. It's the, yeah, it was the first some film historian you are. Yeah. Well, no, I knew it was, but I, I know, didn't know it but was. You didn't know the actual super release Midwestern release date. Like yeah, you yeah, should, yeah. At all times, and, then, and this was before the regular engagement, so we we didn't see the robe. So I've never seen the robe. Which, but then again, we just did a Jesus movie last week. Yes, so. we w- this would have added to a total of five and a half hours of Jesus. If we mixed them <laughs> together. Um. So our, okay, we picked seven movies. Last movie was a double featured. So there, um, there was actually one drive-in, Mister Scout's uh, Master, Mr. and Scout just Master. one movie. That was it. That is weird. Yeah, it started at October. It would have started at like nine, at like eight thirty. Right, so it wouldn't have even been that late. Or actually, probably earlier than that. Probably at dusk. I guess I don't know when daylight savings shit happened. All that <laughs> stuff. I don't know. Well, it, it could have been, been different back then. I don't know. But then, so yeah, so the movies we picked are the first one is a little lo- a little boy lost with Bing Crosby. Both of us never heard of it. Starts today. Never a, heard of it. Yeah, it has a second biggest ad on this picture. It does. On, Third biggest if you count, right. the robe is an entire fucking page <laughs> that you were stupid and didn't look at. Yeah, I know. So Little Boy Lost, um, 
And that was uh, at 11.45 at the Century. Then Francis Covers the Big Town, which is a Francis the Talking Mule movie, the fourth in a series of seven. Yes. Of, I've never seen, neither of us have seen I, one. I, I, here's the thing. I guarantee when I was a kid, I saw something. Yeah. But I had no recollection yeah, of it. Yeah, I've never seen any of these, so I was excited to check that out. That was 1.30 at the park. Martin and Lewis, Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis, in The Caddy at the Uptown. I know I'd seen at least one Martin and Lewis film, but I don't know which one it was. Right. And I don't think it was this one because I had no recollection of anything <laughs> while watching it. Then at the Heights Theater, which is actually still around in, in Minneapolis, still up here, um, is Vice Squad with um, Edward G. Robinson, film noir. Then we go to the Rialto to see Gentlemen Prefer Blondes at 7 o'clock. And then finally at 9 o'clock at the Lake Theater, we're seeing a double feature of Houdini with uh, Tony Curtis playing Harry Houdini. And then... Um, with a B-movie Western as the double bill, The Silver Whip, um, which I've never heard of before. It had a, never has heard a of. young Robert Wagner in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I was I was curious to see see these movies. I think it'll be fun. Oh, and just to go back, we looked at um, some of the music back then. What I found was a song by the Ames Brothers called You, You, You. Which, we, were, we just listened to it. It's, it's a nice song. It's fine. Yeah. It's a song. I'm like, sure. This is before the rock and roll. Like, two years later, that's when, like, Bill Haley and Rock yes. Around the Clock came out. So this is still a lot of Percy Faith and Perry Como and Tony Bennett style This here stuff. says it's a 1962 oldies. So that must be the, it must be a re- reissue. Because this is a radio hit of the 50s, yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. So let's go to our first movie. Okay. <laughs> so Little Boy Lost um, with Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby is mostly known for musicals and singing though he does sing three songs in this i hesitate to call it a full it's not uh, a musical. musical they said he, here's what happened in this movie they wrote a movie <laughs> yeah right they said who are we going to cast in it they cast bing they said add songs okay yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> and do. it's not a musical he literally just sings at a couple at three random parts right well, it kind of fits a little bit. It's not, I don't think it's completely he out of He sings to the little boy Lost at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Bing Crosby um, plays um, a war veteran who um, lost his, his wife during the war. Yes. Yes. She was, as far as I could tell, fully tortured and murdered by, by Nazis. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, they're well, like dark as shit. Yeah, well, movie. they met in Paris when he was over there doing, like, yeah. he was like, Doing like radio correspondence, be, like to do the news on the radios and stuff like that. And then she was like a singer and that would do performances and stuff. This and that's is the and first of every one of these movies where some guy gets the hots for somebody, creeps out on her for a while, she falls in love, they get married. The other one, so she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't die in the other ones. Right, okay. but she dies in this. Well, <laughs> finds out. So um, they did have a, have a kid and he's trying to find out where the kid is. So he's going back after the war trying to find. Um, over in France, uh, where his kid is, so he goes to this orphanage, and to find and the and the nuns like, well, I don't know which one it is, but here's here's this kid. See if you know I anything think, about him. I, I got was, the impression <laughs> she had a reason to believe that this was the highest likelihood. Of yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what the rules and regulations are about that kind of thing, no, but is, she's I just think, like, here, think, why don't you go take him out I in Paris for a while? France rules and regulations were words they had never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, anyway, so he um hangs out with this little boy having a little bond with him and it may or may not be his son. And, and, uh, and if it ends up not being his son, does he still want to adopt him because he's, yeah. he's performing or he's, he's forming this bond with him. And, and that's pretty much the movie. The, the, for me, the movie's middle of the road. Voiceover. Voiceover. Yeah. There's a ton. Actually, it's like the first 60% is half of it is voiceover and, typing. And then the voiceover just stops. There's not even like an epilogue voiceover, yeah. which I'm like, 
uh, where's the, why is that not happening? Well, I, so I'm wondering if the voiceover was a part of the original idea or if after they shot the movie, they're like, oh, let's put some voiceover in it I, so people know what's going maybe. on. Maybe. I don't they, know. Although I don't there's know. a couple of times in the voiceover, they're literally telling you what you could actively see in the screen. And I'm like, I, I know that. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think Bing Crosby's actually pretty good in a dramatic he's, role. He's okay. He's actually not bad. I do believe they wanted a different, like, more. Yeah. This is actually a pretty real movie. Yeah. Because the story of it with the kid. It's based off a novel, it looks like it. The kid, it, it kind of hit me. Yeah. The kid yeah. The kid is fucking phenomenal. He's really good. The yeah. kid is amazing. Yep. And, that's... and he makes Bing look like a fucking duller. Okay? <laughs> I thought Bing was fine. No, uh, Christian, Christian Forcade is the name of the boy. Yeah. John. There's no Wikipedia page, so he's <laughs> gone. Although I could have swore I'd seen him somewhere. Yeah, no, he was good. Um. And then his friend, played by Claude Dauphin, he's kind of a thankless role in there. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah, his friend. Um, they, well, there's like three really well-acted roles. I actually thought the girl was good, The who plays Lisa. Nicole Mari, I thought. The, the, oh, the wife. The wife, the yeah. dead wife. Yeah, she was okay. Like uh, there's two other women that oh, are great. Mother the Superior. Nun that, yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking. Yeah, Gabriel Dorzia. Is serious. Mm -hmm. And she gives him a lecturing when he basically returns the kid, when he figures out the kid isn't his. Yeah. She gives him a real lecturing about this. Yeah. But there's the other kid, the other woman, mm -hmm. who, like, tries to, like, trick him. Into thinking this is his kid. Oh yeah, yeah. But she also gives mm -hmm. him a tongue lashing. Yeah, because he he's like mad at her because of <laughs> this thing she did, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry about this thing where I'm trying to fight a boy, a family. You fucking idiot." Okay? <laughs> well, it was really interesting. So your kid's dead, you moron. <laughs> I like so I do like being in the movie because he's likable. He has this kind of likable yeah. personality, I, and his singing, his songs are good. He um, sings three songs. You know what's interesting about this, and I don't know if you. You knew this, but I, I read this online. Was they had to break in um, in the middle of the movie because in real life, Bing Crosby's wife passed away. Oh Jesus! Really? And then he came back and had to do one of the scenes where he when he hears about how she passed away. Oh God! And that's when they shot. It. I I'm should like, rewatch that to see how good he is in it because he's. I think he's pretty good. Okay. Now, <laughs> you know, now that you know that, like, yeah, holy shit. Well, he definitely has a melancholy to the movie, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty interesting when I was, when I was reading about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his wife died on November 1st and they were filming it from September to December. Oh, they had to break a, in November. Literally in the fucking middle of it. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Right in the middle of the movie, they holy had to stop. Brutalness. And, and the movie's kind of a, it's. I mean, it's a mel. I wouldn't call it a downer, downer, but it. It's a melancholy it's film. A, it's that was one of the weird things. He does find out that his wife is murdered and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And for some reason, at that point, because I didn't know about the actual yeah, history of yeah. at the point, I'm like, I felt like he doesn't seem to be as torn up by it as he should be. <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, he was. He was a hundred times more torn up than he should have been because <laughs> that guy literally told him his real life wife was dead. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's crazy. So, um, the filmmaking by George Seaton is, it's fine. It's, it's serviceable. It's like, and that's kind of how I felt about the whole movie that it was just fine. Like, yeah. I, I, it was, it's a, it's a two and a half out of four for me. Okay. It's, I don't have a whole lot to say about it because well, it was just, I just kind it was just kind of there. It's absolutely watchable. I think. Here's what I or have you like to it? say about you like it? it. Oh yeah. Here's Let's what hear. I have to say yeah, about yeah. it. The kid is amazing. Yeah. There's some really good performances. Yeah. The whole storyline of whether or not this is his son or not. Yeah. He finds out it isn't the son. The nun gives him lecturing, and so he like has to think about this thing. Yeah, should I just adopt the kid? Because he he actively loves the kid. Yeah, yeah, he does. He, yeah. The kid is awesome. Yeah, 
and then they throw it all the fucking away in the last scene, and it fucking enraged me. Oh! He goes back, okay, and he so finds out, even though everything in this movie says it isn't his kid. And that ends up being his ends kid. Ends up being his fucking kid. Even though the kid had no recollection of his fucking wife, or had any recollection was, of anything But it was seeing the stuffed animal. Was yeah. The, yeah the oh, stuff. it's Binky, blah, blah, blah. And, and that's I'm how like, you knew it was him. Fuck you, movie. You threw the entire. <laughs> I didn't mind that. I actually like that. No, story, no, no, no. The entire premise of your movie, where this guy has to actively find love in any other way. Yeah. And yeah. then he's like, nope, it's his kid. This very. It's obvious a very Hollywood. Very Hollywood. Who's, yeah. who's learning English through, <laughs> through American folk songs, which was kind of weird. Okay. There's like, <laughs> we teach them American folk songs, so they learn English. And I'm like, what? Okay, sure. What well, was like, they're riding around the mountain or whatever it was. I was like, whatever. Like the first half with all yeah. the voiceover stuff before they even really start the story yeah. line with the kid. Because there's like a full half hour where he's like married and then he like goes away because he yeah. gets pulled, called, pulled away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't go back to France because suddenly uh, there's a world war there now. You're fucking screwed. Yeah. Okay? And so he can't see his wife. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like maybe his wife's involved with the resistance. Yeah. Kind of wasn't confirmed. Yeah. But he actively think it says was. there's no way she'd be involved in the resistance. And I'm like, because your wife is shitty? I don't understand. Why would she not be involved in the resistance? Because my wife was pro-Nazi. Right. I'm like, what are you well, talking about? Maybe to protect the kid. You know? Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? I, like, I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. He was like, no, she would never do that. And whatever you do, if you find my kid, don't, don't murder him. It's punishment. I understand. But I really hated that last thing. So I'm going to give it two. Stars. Okay, okay. Because I actively was going to give this like three. Because okay. even though it was kind of blah, blah, blah. The stuff with the kid. I thought it was really it, good. Yeah. It actually gave me, I got some chills no. and I was tearing up a little bit. I could see kid. at the time. God, he... that fucking ending pissed me off. <laughs> I actually kind of liked the ending. So. I hated the It was where... totally Hollywood ending, but yeah, uh, yeah That's yeah, what yeah. pissed me off. I'm yeah, like, no, that does, that's not how this movie should end. <laughs> he, he adopts the kid because he fell in love right. with a kid. And I think he was going to. Yes. Oh, he went, he actively seemed to have gone back. Even though he also mailed the thing back to make it look like he wasn't coming back. I don't know if he was trying to fake out the nun. I right. don't know. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So that's Little Boy Lost. Yep. Little Boy Probably Lost. Probably will never watch it again. It's on YouTube if you want to watch the middle part. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. it's. I mean, it's, you can definitely watch a lot worse films. Yeah. So, no, it was, it was a fine way to start the day. So the next one is Francis Covers the Big Town, which is... Uh, the fourth in the series of Francis the Talking Mule yep. series. So let's go take a look at the Francis the Talking Mule. The movies are Francis in 1950. Francis goes to the races in this 51. This is a yearly thing. Holy yeah. shit. Francis <laughs> goes to West Point in 52. And then we watched Francis Covers the Big Town. And then there's Francis joins, what is it, the WAX? That's a military term, uh, right? Thing. And then Navy. So actually, Francis oh, goes in the Francis in the Navy, and then Francis in the Haunted House was the races. Big Town and Haunted House are the only ones that aren't military because of France. In the first one, he like Francis literally like yeah, saves him on right. the field of war or something like that. I'm, I was excited to watch these because I really like Donald O'Connor. Oh, um, I love Singing in the Rain is one of my favorite movies oh, yeah. of all time. Donald O'Connor is and Donald O'Connor is such a and I haven't seen him in a terrible amount of films. So seeing him in this. I actually really liked him in this movie. Like it's weird because this is the second movie we watched for this podcast yeah. that has had him in it. Oh, toys! He was in <laughs> it toys. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was hardly in that movie. <laughs> yeah, but, but it counts. Fuck you. It does. No, it counts. It counts. It counts. <laughs> no, Fred covers the big town. What, what? Also, before we jump into this, what I didn't realize was the director Arthur Lubin, who created the series, he was trying to get a TV series on this, 
And that's how Mr. Ed, so Mr. Ed is actually from the Francis, yes. because of Francis, they couldn't get the rights to call it Francis, so they just called it Mr. Ed. So It makes sense, although the literal storylines of, of Mr. Different. Ed is a very different thing. Yeah. There's no war involved. No. <laughs> no, but he wanted to make a, a you yeah. know a talking mule movie for yeah. the for the um, television. So I, I actually didn't know that. I just thought it was a coincidence. But that's actually oh, I kind it was, of It was actually because of these movies. So if there would be no Mister Ed without the Francis Here's the talking the thing. mule. Spoiler alert: This movie's better than any Mister Ed anything. <laughs> you know what? I, I I used to watch the Mister Ed. I did, kid, and it is. I don't know it's if the I same show ever. It is. Every it is. Week. I don't know <laughs> if I've ever sat down. And actively paid attention and watched an entire episode. When I was a kid, it was always on in the background or something. I was like yeah, playing I, with my cars I, or something. I'm probably yeah. about the same. I don't know if I ever actually said, I'm going to watch Mr. Ed. I kind of uh, want to watch a But I know Mr. Ed. Now. You know all the Mr. Ed memes. And the song of Wilbur's Mr. Ed. Yeah. Wilbur, come on the roof. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wilbur. The and, fact well, that the guy who played Wilbur was uh, Scrooge McDuck. Well, Chills Willis did the, <laughs> does the voice here, and and I love his voice. He's got really well, no, that's 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 Francis's voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the Francis guy went, who played Wilbur, this, yeah, yeah, Alan, yeah. what's his face? Yeah, it was it, Scrooge, it, Scrooge McDuck, McDuck yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Ducktales show. So this one, so this one, I I guess you're supposed to already know that Donald Connor has his pet mule, Francis. So it's already well, established. It's, it's, this is it, there's been one of the fourth this one. Is, this yeah. is TV shows before TV shows were big. <laughs> right. If you didn't have a TV and wanted to watch a TV show, go see this year's episode of, Mr. <laughs> of Francis. Right, exactly. And so what this was was Donald Connor, he plays, his name is Peter, and Peter and Francis go to the town. It, it, they don't really say the town. It's probably they New York. They say New York. They, actually say, oh, they, they New say New York, York okay. a few times. Yeah. So they go to New York, and he's like, wow, look at the town. I'm going to be a newspaper man. So he's like, he decides he's going to yes. be a reporter. He wants yep. to be a crack Investigator reporter, he reads a lot of other reporters and is influenced by Apparently, them. Apparently, in 1953, it was really easy to just go and say and say, "Give me a job," and they said, "Okay." Here's well, the yeah, job. well, he started off as <laughs> as collecting garbage. Yes, for one and literal four second scene, <laughs> it's like he's collecting garbage. Next scene, nope, I'm a copy boy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, he's janitor Whatever. copy boy, so he like he works his way ranks. up. So he wants to be a reporter. Well, the thing is, he starts getting scoops of, like, these heists and, and crimes. You don't exactly know how, but you know, obviously, it has something to do with Francis, but you don't know how Francis knows. At first, but then, Fra but yeah. But I Francis was like, is Francis literally God? So is Francis just the voice of God? <laughs> so his mule, Francis the mule, is actually talking or telling him these tips because he goes around and talks to all the other horses because back in the 50s, there were still, like, police horses. I think and... there still are in, like, Central Park. Right, right, right. Yeah. But it was a lot more common Oh, yeah, they were all over. Then. They're all over they the place. Over. So he goes around and, and talks to... the horses to... somehow know more about crime than any cop does. Right. <laughs> so they, so he's getting the scoops from all these people, and eventually they're like, how do you get your scoop? And it's like, ah, it's my talking meal, Francis. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and biggest difference between this and Mr. Ed. Yeah. Mr. Ed never talks to anybody Except for, yeah, 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 No matter how much Wilbur yep. begs him, yeah. he won't do it. In this, well, at Francis first, looks like he's not going to talk. That's what I thought. And then he will eventually still talk. He tries to just wait for the most comedic time to start talking. Yeah. That's all Francis wants but, to do. But the first okay. time he gets, gets, he's trying to get him to talk, he doesn't. I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of these it's things. It's going to be those. Eventually. He talks to the whole courtroom. Oh, the eventually the, the entire world, as far as I know. Knows. <laughs> knows. I'm pretty sure they ignore that for future movies. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm sure that's the joke <laughs> He literally in the was movies, in yeah. court. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the stenographer there writing so, down shit that the mule said. So, anyways, <laughs> he's finding out about uh, about the stuff, and there's this subplot of a double uh, kind of a romance where he he likes one of the reporters who's kind of a jerk. She's uh, a, she's a jerk. Yeah, yeah. She's not she, cool. She's terrible. And then there's she tries to use him, which she finds out she has a a talking mule. 
She has no otaku mule. She knows he gets scooped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also has an otaku mule. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's a girl uh, who's a uh, daughter of the grocer or whatever, yeah. and then she has... Who turns 18 during the movie. During the movie, yeah. <laughs> Although she looks like she's Well, she was 25, I think, when they filmed that, yeah, obviously. Does, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's like, I turn 18 tomorrow. And I'm like... And the look on his face, and I'm like, dude... Dude, wrong. Wrong look on your face. You know, and it's... Although I I looked up his age, he was like... He was only like 24. He was like 27, 28, I think, at this point. I thought he was born... 25. Yeah, he turned 28 or something. In in 53, he turned 28. But in reality, she was like 22. Right. So I'm like, oh, whatever. And, and, you know, and also, I'm not saying it's right, but back in the 50s, it was probably common to date 17 and 16-year-olds like at that point. And it was just, you know. There's other movies in that that do stuff in the 50s. I'm going to talk about later. So, and then there's a, a little, the plot with he is kind of covering like a big sting of like there's a guy that's kind of operating all these crimes and he finds out from Francis who it is um he has kind of a poll with like a newspaper and he's trying to like the the this main bad guy is trying to like stop it from happening so they kind of sends people out after them to to find out who this Francis guy is and and whatever and this movie is featherweight light i mean it's it's a super it, light and I enjoyed myself. I, I was smiling it. through I the whole this movie a lot more yeah, than I thought it was. Me too. Then I legitimately actually, funny ass gags. Oh, this, and I'm like, absolutely. Shit, that was funny. And you know what? I actually this makes me want to watch the other ones. I want to watch the other. I don't Francis know if I movies. want to watch the other ones. Oh no! I want to watch. You're going to watch the last one that stars Mickey Rooney instead? Yeah. No, <laughs> not my will. But I so I will say that you're so a movie nut psycho. I really like Donald O'Connor. <laughs> like. His timing is so funny. Like even when he's not with Francis, like just his double talking and how how fast he talks. He's like, "Oh, let me get this for you." He's funny. Well, and, yeah. As he repeatedly is telling some people, yeah, about the mule, yeah, because he just kind of has to <laughs> at some point. Yeah, they put him in a insane asylum, but they happen. Oh, that's like, right. It happens like five times. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Every time he's in there. They have these blocks. He has the he has yes. one of those blocks with the square pegs, round holes. And there was a small one. It's a small one. Next time, a little bit it's, bigger. Next time, bigger. it was huge. So by the last time, there is this thing has like eighty holes in it. <laughs> and actually, one of the one of my and that and but he's that done them funny. all. And yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. "Wow, you did that faster than anybody else." Yeah. When they turn his head, he finds another peg, but all the holes are full, so he just throws out the window. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like. This this is some funny shit. <laughs> it is, yeah, and and uh, like when they first were looking at the town, you see the skyline of the town, and you're like, okay, and then just him talking to Francis, like, well, blah blah blah, and I'm like, I started smiling, like this is this is this is stupid. It's I'm in, but I mean, it was a Francis <laughs> movie. I'm not going right, to watch. But Francis that's movie but right away. I refuse to be. I refuse to enjoy talking mules. But right away, it was just like, okay, this is this is pretty fun and enjoyable, and I like the kind of love triangle or whatever, and and that was fine, and. And yeah, it's like, I don't really have too many complaints about it. This movie is exactly what it was supposed to be. It's supposed to be this entertaining, silly movie about a talking mule, but with a likable lead by Donald O'Connor. I think he's, he's and, terrific. And, and the he's, guy who's so good. doing the voice of Francis Joe is, Hills is as good awesome. or better than the Mr. Ed voice, which I think is, a, they're similar. They're very deep voices. There are very deep voices. Yes. I was surprised that it gets kind of violent too. Like people dying and getting oh, shot in this well, movie Francis too. Francis actively uh, threatens to kick some guy. Yeah, to get and information like, from and him. And then he starts kicking his leg and he's like, I'm lining it up now. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> Francis is going to kill you. That was okay? I thought that was, that, I like, actually like that scene. No, I thought, I thought that was, I thought that was a lot of fun. No, I, I actually really enjoyed it quite a bit. So I'm giving it a three out of four. So, oh. I'm like, do I want to give a Francis fucking Mule movie a three? But 
I'm gonna legitimately say I enjoyed this pretty a pretty good amount. Like what? What else? I think three. Why wouldn't you get like what? What's what's wrong with? I honestly don't (laughs) think there's any way you make this movie higher than a three. No, but this is the absolute best version of a Francis movie that I could imagine. Yeah, well, hopefully, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I did too. No, yeah, I'm in on Francis. There's like a. I saw like a seven disc Blu-ray collection. I'm like, I'm probably gonna pick it up. Jesus, you're a sick, sick human being. Okay, <laughs> you liked it. I'm yes, correct. And I'll just watch it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> They're like all on YouTube. Okay. Or we can just go back in time and go see him in the theater. That costs like uh, plutonium. Okay, <laughs> so that's more money. You're gonna waste yeah. our plutonium and all the friends of the top. Yes, movies. correct. No, no, it's a it's a fun movie. So now it's canon you... that it uses plutonium. All right, next movie is, oh, The Caddy. The Caddy. Yeah, so I have seen this before, and oh, okay. I had a different reaction to this one than I did the first time. So, well, what, what was your reaction the first time? I didn't like it. And now, <laughs> and so apparently yeah, you yeah. liked it this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Martin Luce, so I actually have really liked a lot of I, Jerry Lewis' solo stuff. I am actually a pretty, We haven't seen a Jerry Lewis solo movie no. yet. Although this is the fourth Dean Martin movie yeah. we watched, <laughs> it is. It totally is. Have you seen? Have you seen any of his solo stuff? Oh, Jerry Lewis's solo I, stuff. I when I was younger. Sure. So I actually really like his stuff, like particularly the movies that he directs. When he became a director, his style is a lot different than if you watch like The Disorderly Orderly, which he didn't direct, but he starred in. And then watch like the Nutty Professor. The tones are very different. Okay, because the other ones are more like live action cartoons where it's just loud and slapsticky. I, I, I know the I've other seen, ones have a more of an artistic feel to them. I know I've seen the them. original Nutty Professor. Yeah, it's so good. Younger. The Family Jewels is a great one. Um, I really the Bellboy, um, so the Ladies' I Man. Know, I think is his funniest movie. I assume if I saw those again now, yeah. I would enjoy them. Yeah, because in this. The times when Martin was with was Martin yeah. and Lewis were together, yeah. and Lewis's entire shtick was being annoying to Dean. Yeah, just fucking bothered me. Yeah, but when Jerry was by himself and doing yeah. Jerry Lewis yep. funny shit, I'm like, Jerry Lewis is good. <laughs> just fucking, well, how about this? How about you guys split up for fifty years, and then for that period of time, you'll both be a hundred <laughs> times better. So I've <laughs> this is only the third uh, Martin and Lewis movie I've seen. They've made like a dozen films. So, oh yeah, you haven't done the synopsis for there. Here's the synopsis. Oh, I will in a second. Uh, D- J- Jerry Lewis is Dean Martin's caddy. There you go. <laughs> There's a little it, more to it. Yeah, no, mostly, it is. It's mostly that. No, I saw Scared Stiff, and it was okay. I saw Three Ring Circus with them. I didn't like it. Um, oh, okay. And then I didn't like this when it came out, because at, at when I saw this, I was like tr- in my early 20s, and I was already a Jerry Lewis solo fan. And then when I saw this, I was just, it's a different Jerry Lewis than his solo stuff. Because Jerry Lewis does a lot of kind of like what Eddie Murphy ended up doing in like in the His Nutty Professors. He does a lot of like in all his movies, he'll be like five different characters. He's a master of disguise. And in here, he's just going, hey, lady. Yeah. He's doing his. When it's him and Dean together, he's basically just annoying, which they think is funny. Right, right. But there's a great, Jerry sings a song in this. Oh, yeah. Where he's like back and forth where he's trying to be. Trying to act like debonair, but he sometimes yeah. breaks character to go back to Jerry Lewis. And yeah. I'm like, it's really fucking funny and good. Well, it's weird. That the, song the, is really the movie good. has some meta stuff going on in here yeah. too. The caddy, yeah, the premise is I've what are their characters' names? Joe Anthony and Harvey Miller. They are pretty much themselves. They're Martin and Lewis. They're because Martin and Lewis. Yes. It starts off as them as they're big like show comedians. They're, they're, yeah. They go on the road, people love them, they sell out stuff. Like in the beginning of the movie, there's literally people outside of their hotel, like wanting their picture and autographs yep. and stuff like that. Oh, that's right. I forgot that. Yeah. You're like money out the window. Or yeah. <laughs> so 
you know, so it starts off with them doing like their shtick, their show. Like, and I, I wonder if how close it is to the whether well, their actual I, nightclub. Here's show. the thing: I, I think it was almost exactly like what their nightclub. Well, yeah, I, I would it imagine. Was very much Dean was trying to sing, and Jerry was being an annoying dickhead. I'm probably. I'm like, I bet you that's what it was. Oh like. my god, this would kill me to watch live. Yeah, okay. I bet you that's what it was like. <laughs> But then there's like, uh, you know, like some guys like, well, how did they get started? And then so then they, there's like a fl- most of the film is a flashback about they get started. And it's it's kind of funny, like how they got into show business because it's just like so random. It, so it's, I think it was surprisingly not. Well, they didn't know each other before they met for show no. business. They so, basically just met one day and said, let's be partners. So well, in reality, what, that's what happened. Right. Well, and Jerry. Exactly. Ten years later, they broke up. Yeah. <laughs> to the day. Jerry. Jerry Lewis. Um, he's dating uh this girl, um, named Lisa, played by Barbara Bates, who actually I like quite a bit in the movie. Yeah. Um, she's and not in it a ton, but no, she's no, no. But so what? What's so they're, they're together and they work like at a department store or whatever. He wants to, you know, he's they're engaged. They're gonna get married. Then Dean Martin comes home from wherever he was at, and he, um, is. Lisa's brother. He, you know, he comes in and he's like, "Who's this guy, Jerry Lewis?" And you know, and then Jerry they, Lewis is sleeping in Dean's right, bed. Because, right. Okay. There's a really, actually, it's a pretty funny gag. Yeah. They are basically on a date after work. Yep, 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 He yep. drops her off at home. They kiss. And he follows her in. in. He goes in. They keep talking. They kiss again, and they say goodnight. And then he keeps following her. I'm like, is he a creepy stalker? What the fuck's happening? Nope, he's just nope. going to. I just <laughs> live here. I live here. That's what's happening. Yeah. And I'm like, in 53? I thought that was pretty people funny. People didn't burn the fucking theater down for those people living in sin? They didn't sleep in the same bed. No, they did not. They no, basically they just were roommates. No, it was kind of cool. You find out that Jerry Lewis is a, actually a pretty dang good golfer, but he can't golf in front of people. He, yes, he freezes up. Crowd. But his knowledge is he's very knowledgeable. His dad was like a pro. Yep. So he finds out that Dean Martin like is just putting one day he's like wow you're really good we could make a lot of money if we go to these things and then we could pay for your dad your your family's restaurants and yeah and whatever and so that's kind of the shtick of the movie yeah. and pretty much it go it goes all the way to like this big uh event where they're gonna win like what ten thousand dollars or something yeah like they win 500 bucks and then they kind of make him give it back to charity which was actually pretty funny yeah yeah right? what's well, a tradition i guess that it's you like, have to oh, but donate uh, it. just like all the previous years uh, they they give the five hundred dollars back to charity. And he's like, and he uh, goes, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he really didn't want to. And then the the how the movie ends though is, is kind of funny. The, they don't win the tournament at all. Like it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. No, but it, well, that's because they literally get kicked out of the tournament right. because Jerry Lewis is a fucking idiot. Right, right. <laughs> but some guy who throughout the movie is laughing at their antics. Oh, I hated that guy. Oh, the guy that was because laughing because the only time he ever laughs at Jerry is the time when I found him the least funny, and I'm like. <laughs> Just fucking wait till Jerry is not around Dean. So he's actually funny. So after he's like, you know what? I know a guy and we can get you in showbiz. And literally, that's how they get the showbiz. He's been watching the whole movie and he doesn't give him a job until the end. (laughs) I actually, so yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It didn't, he didn't bother me as much as, as it did when I first saw it. Yeah. But yeah, he is like full on like, hey, you know, like super loud. But yeah, he's he's literally just annoying is yeah. all he is and people are supposed to find that funny. i do like, like he's annoying i Shut do up. <laughs> i do like their play together i do like I, I, I do like how they interact with each other and i and i, and actually, I think Dean, i they, actually like it there are the scenes here's the stuff there's the shtick scenes yeah where jerry's annoying the dean and yeah, i yeah, can yeah. tell this is just their nightclub act yeah, yeah, yeah and then there's other times where dean legitimately is mad at at the, yeah, at the jerry's yeah. character and i'm like these are better because 
I understand. He's annoyed <laughs> by him. That guy's fucking annoying. So the, the scene without Dean Martin in the beginning of the movie, um, when he's at the department store, and then he's screwing everything up and yeah. running into stuff. And I, I was like, this is that what? is really good. Like, and that's, that that's... that was kind of like what was to come for a solo movies because that's what a solo yeah. movies are like. And I thought it was there's some great comic timing in there. And yeah, the song that Jerry Lewis sings by himself is so funny oh, and it's, it's so good. Here's the thing. This it's, is the movie terrific. where that's a moray comes from. But Dean Martin, yeah, and yeah. it gets and Dean sings it. Yeah, and I'm like, and it starts happening, and I'm like, is this where this fucking song came from? It is. And I looked it up later, and I'm like, it oh, was yeah, it was nominated way. for uh, best original okay. song I mean, in the Academy Awards. It's a great song, and then Jerry that's sings the song later. I'm like, well, fuck that's a moray. That that song's garbage compared to this awesome <laughs> song Jerry's singing. Okay, <laughs> Jerry's just better at it. But here's the thing. Yeah, like I said, they both they break up in '58. They become astronomically better after they break up. I think so. Yeah, because yeah. Dean, as we we saw other movies with Dean, yeah. Dean's actually turns into a pretty fucking solid little he, actor. He's a pretty good actor, and he also yep. happens to be able to sing fucking phenomenally. Okay? So I want to. So I've, I, the other two um, Dean Martin and Lewis movies that I've seen, I've seen more recently, and I just really didn't like them. Okay, but this one, and there's moments that are good. But it's just, they're not solid as a film. I think this film is actually pretty good all the way through. I, I think I remember when I said, we should watch The Caddy. I remember you 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 did, you were kind of like, all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't like it, but I, I'm like, but it was like almost 30 years ago. So yeah. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I'll, I'll rewatch it. Let me look at my notes that I can't read. <laughs> freaking goofus. I, like, I wrote four really loud because I thought maybe that was funny. I'm assuming you got yelled numerous times as jokes. I have I car, car honk. Uh, maybe See, that I, was I funny. Have notes. I'm going to read Sounds my notes. like she has a cold. Oh, they're probably misspelled because I'm bad at that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows hitting. Most of my ro- stuff on here is about the robe, strangely. Okay. <laughs> what? The robe? <laughs> well, I, yeah. I used my magic time travel phone yeah. to see into the future of the internet while watching some of this movie. It's like, oh. when did White Tree start? Oh, the robe. I oh, did shit, like. The robe was in theaters. Why weren't we watching that? Oh, that was Donna Reed <laughs> as the love interest. Donna of Reed Martin. shows up. I've had a crush on Donna yeah, Reed yeah, my yeah. entire life. Um, she was, she's freaking One so thing that cool. I will say about the movie that I actually really found kind of neat oh. was usually in these type of movies when you have a loudmouth comic relief guy, he doesn't get a girl. In the movie, established right away that they have a pretty nice relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, and they, I don't ever and believe she ex- that they're going to break up. And she accepts how goofy he yeah. is. Yeah, oh, yeah. She and legit loves him. It, you know what I mean? But I think that's really encouraging for people that aren't like the standard you know, typical a really guy. Weird, and I thought that was really neat. There's that... a weird thing that happens late though. Yeah. And I was confused. Donna Reed hears something about them being future brother-in-laws. Oh, and right. I, and I was not, I did not have any idea why she got mad. And then oh, I found out later. I know why well, she thought I figured yeah, it out. Yeah. She thought Dean was marrying Jerry's sister. Because she I'm would like, probably be like, no one would marry Jerry Lewis. So I kind of found her that being, what a, was? Because, that's what I think. But they literally said it. That he was marrying Dean's sister. Well, he I was, literally he heard just said it. all they said. And I'm th- like, all they just that's said, what he said, though. Yeah, Why yeah. were you misunderstanding? <laughs> Those are the words he said. Now, granted, you may have blocked him up because Jerry is fucking annoying. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't hear what that guy said. I fucking hate him. <laughs> but 
and then the ending is kind of funny because then the real Martin Lewis show up and there's like a double oh, screen yeah. where you, they're talking to each other and you're like, who are you guys? And Well, and, this movie also has the real Ben Hogan and the real Sam Snead. Yeah, 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 yeah. As actual golfing in this tournament. Yeah. And a couple of times, Jerry, while they're getting ready to swing, goes up there and starts digging and I'm like, no, you've just been tackled, Jerry Lewis. You're <laughs> in a fucking golf tournament. Shut the fuck up, you moron. But here, I'm, I'm sitting here screaming. I actually enjoyed most of this movie. No, I actually, no, I like it quite a bit. Actually, it's a, it's a high three for me. I actually really liked it. I would gladly watch it again. Um, yeah, I'd especially give it a three. especially to watch Jerry Lewis. And I agree with you. I liked him better when he was doing his own stuff. Yeah, like his that stuff was really that inspired. Song he sings literally said, "Oh, I I have to give this a very positive review now because <laughs> that whole thing it lasted like five minutes." And I'm like, "Yeah, it was really oh, good." It was entertained us all. Get out during yeah. the entire thing. Yeah, no, it's 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 a fun movie. It was like, and I was like, Happy Gilmore for Happy Gilmore, and we got (laughs) a little bit, but no, I I liked it. So uh, another, yeah, three stars for me too. Yay! Back to back three star movies. Vice Squad. Not gonna get (laughs) American film noir crime, directed by Arnold Lavin and starring Edward G. Robinson and Paulette Goddard. Arnold Lavin, he directed another movie we already watched. Oh, what's that? It's a better movie. Rough Night in Jericho. Holy shit, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can kind of tell during the action scenes. Well, I'm glad I didn't actually travel in, I mean, while I was traveling time, I didn't find him and kill him like I was planning <laughs> on, because I really, really, you really, really, didn't like this really movie. fucking hate this movie! <laughs> oh, no. This fucking garbage! Really? The cops in this movie are literally worse than the fucking criminals. They are pretty bad. The in this shit movie. they do in this movie is so fucking <laughs> egregious that I was sitting there just stewing like they're gonna. They literally kidnap <laughs> the cops. Two different fucking people. They I... kidnap that witness on numerous occasions. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. There's only one hero in this movie, and it's that fucking witness's lawyer. So oh, sorry. give your give your synopsis, okay? <laughs> Fuck this fucking piece of shit. Zero is the fucking star. Already, this is wow. right now. I wow. knew the moment I wow. fucking walked out of that theater. I'm like, that's a zero star fucking wow. movie. Oh no. So I didn't like it either. But I didn't hate it like you did. So. <laughs> nobody like nobody hates things as much as I do, Austin Kennedy. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm really in from your reaction. <laughs> Give your fucking synopsis. So, <laughs> Edward G. Robinson plays a detective in the film. He's the chief of police. He's, he's stupid yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and well, there's a um. There's oh, a murder sorry. that happens. It says captain, right? Yeah, there. Yeah. Whatever. Same so there's there's a there's a murder that happens, and there's an eyewitness that sees this murder happen, and he doesn't want to be the witness because he was having an affair with. Also, he didn't see very much. It was a fucking middle of the night. He literally was, cannot was. fucking identify anybody. Right. Right. I they agree literally with that. make you. They really they, bully him. By the him. end of it, you know. Oh, he literally can't tell him anything. Okay. He was there. keep going, Austin. Right. 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 Okay? And so you're gonna get a lot more screaming. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I didn't bring my earplugs. So you got thumbs. I do got thumbs. Um, but so it's pretty much just a police procedural of trying to capture these these gangsters or whatever. Um, Porter Hall plays the main bad guy in the movie. Lee Van Cleef is one of the henchmen in the film, which he was fine because he's you know he didn't have a whole lot to do in the film. <laughs> I, will give, I will give no positive anything. <laughs> I, I don't care if fucking Raquel Wells showed up naked. Nope. Zero stars. Granted, she would have been like 12. So I really would have said, been mad. Okay? Right. I mean, that's that's pretty much the premise of the film. It's just going back and forth between Edward G. Robinson, 
telling all his getting his contacts. He also has a contact who's a prostitute and has like a house of whatever and then the brothel or whatever. And the, yes. Yep. And so she has got some stuff. I kind of like their relationship actually about how uh, Ed, Edward G. Robinson with her and, and yeah. her. Yeah. I kind of like that idea of okay, like okay. getting the contact. This is the last stuff. episode because I'm never talking about it again. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Not that I approve or anything of it. I thought it was interesting. I understand. Where he had I that don't kind disapprove of, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of their relationship. So I just think Edward G. Robinson also belongs in prison. Right, That's right, all. right. From a technical standpoint, I like the photography. I like the film noir shadows. Um, I the the opening I thought was kind of neat with when you see the actual murder happen. Um, I thought that was all suspenseful. I was I'm a big Edward G. Robinson fan. And I was really disappointed because he gave a performance like he did not want to be there. Like, it was a very this tired... Was, he looked tired this was in t- this, this movie. This was a TV show. Right. This was essentially It felt a like TV it, yeah, show. absolutely. And it, it was really generic. It's a super generic movie that I just was really disappointed because I'm like, Vice Squad, it's going to be a film more, Energy Robinson. I, I You know, he's he's a great energetic actor and it's not an age thing because i've seen him in movies after this and he gives plenty of good performances but i just felt like that he was not inspired by anything to do to give a, a performance all his line deliveries just kind of talking like he's uh, there are times be there. where he's talking and i'm like i think he would rather be the bad guy in this movie oh absolutely but then again he is the bad guy in this movie <laughs> he just doesn't <laughs> fucking know it i and i did really like the the final uh, kind of chase was when the bad guys kidnapped that girl and the girl's trying to get away. I thought there were some great shots in that scene, and I thought it had genuine suspense. I wish the whole movie was like that last, was well, like the final confrontation. Other than that, it was a forgettable generic film. I didn't get any hatred out of it, but I, I it was it was a generic film, so it's two for me. Okay, I gave it a two. here's the stuff the cops did. Okay, okay? yeah, yeah. Oh, you got you're written down. First, okay. There's a <laughs> there's like a second storyline in this. Yeah, that doesn't link up in any way. No, and I'm like, and I was like, is this gonna link up? Nope, doesn't link up on anything. They had to fill time. They we need a second ten minute storyline. Let's do it. Okay, a woman shows up and says, I think the guy my mother is dating. I I just don't like him. I think he's a scamster. And actually, at that point, Edward Drum is like. That we can't do anything about that. Yeah, he has a yeah, yeah. Crime. Yeah, she he eventually just goes. Instead, he just he pivots and says, "Go arrest that guy," but use the uh, mistaken identity thing. And I'm like, "Oh, you mean the thing that's horribly illegal? Okay. <laughs> that thing where you have no probable cause to go arrest somebody because you literally the only probable cause you have is his girlfriend's daughter kind of doesn't <laughs> like him. That deserves." Full arresting, okay? That happens there, okay? But also, they have the, the witness. They, they, <laughs> they find him. The cops, after the cop gets shot, yeah. he, he, he actively goes there to see if the cop's okay. Other cops show up. At that point, I'm like, oh, he's going to be, like, accused of this crime. No, they all seem to know he's just a witness. And I'm like, the cops in on this? How do the cops know that guy didn't kill him? Okay? Apparently, they're not. It's yeah. Just it's just a shitty movie, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they bring him in. And they're asking him questions. He goes, my lawyer says I shouldn't talk till my lawyer gets here. All right. And I'm like, they're trying to portray that as being the evilest thing in the world. No. He's doing the thing you should fucking do. Yeah, absolutely. Get a fucking lawyer. Yes. The cops are there. You witnessed a murder. Get a fucking lawyer. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, he obviously even has a lawyer. <laughs> he knows his lawyer well. Yeah. So they're waiting on his lawyer. They are totally portraying this as he is 
a horrible human being. Cause Absolutely. Because he, he's yeah. like waiting for his lawyer. They also treat him like a horrible human being because he had an affair or whatever, too. So they're really. They, yeah, I guess. I thought he had sought a lady in the night, but I guess it was just an affair. And I'm like, that's not even illegal. Okay. <laughs> right. But it was he like did, frowned he was upon. Like, he, was, or he was literally yeah, not yeah. even breaking laws. Okay? No, no. So shut up. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, so what the cop, do, the lawyer does show up. The lawyer gets him out because he literally has nothing to say. It was the fucking dark. The guy used a gun. You know what happens when you use a gun? You're not standing next to the guy you shot. Yeah, okay? that's right. That's right. So guess what? I didn't see the guy who shot him. Okay? <laughs> Surprise. I can't give you a fucking description of this did, guy. But in the movie, though, did it? I, I, the guy walks up afterward. Right, but he, right. But he saw, he saw a gunshot. Then he saw a different guy. But also, it's middle of the fucking night. He still can't give the guy yeah, a description. Yeah, yeah. How yep. do I know? Later on, he identifies the wrong fucking guy. Oh, my God. Okay? That's right. But, yeah. okay, so the cops show up. Okay, that's why this movie... I is... didn't like that actor that, that played... Oh. That he was really bad. Which one? The one that um, gets falsely accused. He was like... Oh, the... God, he was terrible. He, he was, was really he bad. Was, he was shitty. He was yeah, shitty. yeah. But, uh, so the cops... So his lawyer shows up. His lawyer gets him out of there, right? Yeah. While they're leaving, the cops literally frame him for assaulting a woman. They get a woman oh, yeah. to, uh, to yeah, accuse yeah, yeah. him of assaulting yep. him in the front of the police station. And so they can now legitimately arrest him oh, for shit they fucking made up. I remember that. And yeah. then yeah. the lawyer gets him out again, and they still... <laughs> actually, the lawyer's yelling at him at one point. It's like, you can't fucking do this, blah, blah, blah. The lawyer is literally the only actual fucking hero in this. There's, there's yeah. a girl who gets kidnapped who's just full victim, and she's... Yeah. Uh, no, nothing against her. No, but uh, no. <laughs> but the lawyer is a legit hero, and when he yells at them and says, "I'm gonna fucking you have to let him out," okay, and and the, and Edward G. Robinson fucking knows he's right. Oh yeah, let him out. Absolutely. Edward G. Robinson then fucking calls a guy up and says, "Move him to the penitentiary. <laughs> literally, put him in prison. Yeah, because he isn't going to literally lie about the person he saw. Yeah. How do I know?" They find this other guy yep. who's like part of the squad, but wasn't there the night of the cop. No, killing. he was not there. So he like kind of bolts on him, yeah. which makes perfect sense. I don't want to be part of this cop killing squad, but also I'm not going to rat on him. I'm going to end up in prison one way or the other. <laughs> okay, which I'm like, I mean, I wish you would rat, but I understand. Yeah. Okay, it makes motivational sense for him, but they still arrest him. They think somehow he did do it. The cops 100% believe he is the cop killer. Yeah. They bring the witness in. They make the witness say, that's the guy. Even though they make he isn't him. the fucking guy. No, not at the all. cops in this have literally kidnapped him. Yeah. Fully kidnapped him. As bad or worse than the guy who kidnapped a girl. Oh, absolutely. Okay? <laughs> also, here's about, about the other storyline, okay? The other storyline, they bring that guy in. They bring that guy in. You got some stuff okay? to say. They bring that guy in. I have plenty to say, okay? I fucking wrote it down, motherfucker, okay? They bring the other guy in. They bring that other storyline guy in, right? They then get like a linguist because he's claiming he's from like France or some other yeah, yeah, yeah. foreign country. And the linguist talks to him for a second. Granted, they lie to him about that. They're, that's allowed, okay? Yeah. Just to get him to talk to somebody, that's allowed, okay? <laughs> but when they do this, they then talk to him, and then they talk to the linguist. He's not from there. He 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 has a s couple of his words talk in a certain Midwestern thing, and I'm like, maybe you fucking move to Chicago for three weeks, you moron, okay? <laughs> but uh, what they do then is they go get his stuff out of the hotel he's in, they bring his shit, and we, they said they checked him out of his hotels. You haven't got the right to do that. Edward G. Robinson, at that point, literally says, you're right. 
we don't have the right to do that. But we think you're going to miss your flight if you don't have your shit. And I'm like, you literally admitted to a crime you just committed. You literally right. committed a crime and then admitted to it. Yeah. Fuck you. Okay. Fight also, squad. Also, uh, I got more to talk about, buddy. Here's the thing. There's actually a part of it. After the cop killing, they, they would cut to the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, for a while, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're making this stuff up like, oh, they talked to that other guy who wasn't there that one night. And they're talking about this big heist they're planning. The big heist is going to be this fucking phenomenal thing. I'm like, yeah. maybe the heist can be cool. Here's the heist. Oh. Bring guns to a bank. That's the fucking heist Yeah, plan. it wasn't, it wasn't good. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah. Another, and, and then in the bank, like two people are actually, like everybody in the bank just owns guns somehow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they just start, and there's a shootout in the yeah. bank. Yeah. Because nobody there understands how insurance works. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, or maybe the pro gun people should watch that scene and think, Maybe if everybody has a gun, it'll just lead to more people dying. Because that's all that fucking happens. <laughs> that's all there's that the, happens. There's yeah. bank employees that die. There's bad guys that die. He kidnaps that one woman as a human shield. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Literally yeah. human shield. Yes. She's actually pretty good at it because she legit looks fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. No. And I'm like, she looks good. She looks, I mean, she's cute too. Probably the, <laughs> probably the best performance of she the movie. She is actually yeah. probably easily the best performance. Actually, yeah. no, I like the lawyer too. The lawyer's really good at it. Yeah. He, gets, yeah. he legitimately gets angry. Yeah. So yes, I'm sorry. I talked a long time about how this movie is zero fucking stars because this movie <laughs> is perpetuated that cops can do this shit and they Absolutely. can't fucking do this shit. Right. If you fucking see them do well, that, would be, put them all in fucking prison. It would be one thing if it portrayed them as like, oh, they're corrupt cops. They're, they're, nope. But they're no, they're the heroes. heroes. They're the heroes. They yeah. literally frame a guy. They yeah. get him to accuse. Yeah. He then flips yeah. because he's like, I didn't do it. I'm going to tell you guys now about the heist that happened. Right. And I'm like, if he didn't know about the heist, they would have put him in prison for the fucking life. They yeah. would have put him in the electric chair and killed him. Because if you watch something like <laughs> L.A. Confidential, they're doing that shit in that movie, too. But, but they're, they're supposed to be, like, corrupt. Yeah, they're supposed right. to be pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this, they're not pieces of no, shit. No, they're like... You're supposed to go yeah. like, oh, good, they got the bad guys by accusing innocent people of crime. Yeah, that's exactly... <laughs> that's yeah, all yeah, they yeah. fucking do! Yeah. It's just like, oh my god, it fucking drove me insane. Obviously, it didn't bother me. It's but because I you're mean, a terrible bald person. I get, okay? I get, I no, 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 I understand it. I just, I didn't get all of that when I saw. I mean, I was well, not happy not. with. We them. have a live studio audience. Hi, <laughs> hi. Are your ears okay? I screamed for twenty minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my nephew is here. We'll listen. Yes. So he likes listening to me scream. Yep. And now he's gonna go to bed tonight crying. So with good reason because he now found out about. <laughs> How corrupt 1953 cops were. Yeah. And the fact that it's 2023, and guess what? Same corrupt It's guys. funny okay, that you... Exactly the fucking same. I, I th <laughs> this movie was not memorable enough for me to even go on a rant like that. Well, so, yeah, I was... remembered it because I was fucking <laughs> enraged the entire time. Okay. It was just kind of, to I me, so, very forgettable I, I wrote, I, uh, generic sorry, film. I wrote it, it's in my notes, it's in my notes, and then they did this, and now they're doing this. Oh, look, the witness is completely innocent, and they framed him. Oh, look, <laughs> now they're going to put him in a fucking penitentiary for a fucking reason. Oh, God, it fucking drove me sane. <laughs> but that's me. You know, okay, as we have said in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, when people are actively horrible and you're supposed to like them, yeah. oh, I fucking hate it. Yeah, you get well, really if, bad. If you're horrible and you're supposed to not like them, I'm fine with it. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. fine. Matter of fact, the next movie, people aren't so great, but you're also not supposed to think they're great because of the horrible things they've done. Right, okay? right, So the next movie, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Now, this is awesome because... This is a Howard Hawks film, which I'm a huge Howard Hawks fan. He's actually one of my favorite filmmakers. Um, he's done so many different types of movies. So he did Bringing Up Baby, which is one of my favorite comedies of all time. He did Real Bravo, which is one of my favorite westerns of all time. 
Uh, he's just hands down just one of the best filmmakers out there. He um, did I Was a Male War Bride with Cary Grant. That's a really funny movie. Um, he did the original Scarface in 1932. So he's been around. And he his last movie was 1970 Rio Lobo, which was a John Wayne Western, which it's not his best movie, but it's still pretty good. <laughs> and then another movie that he did, I've just recently rewatched, is Hatari, a John Wayne film. Hatari? Hatari. It's Swahili for danger. And it's take place in Africa? Yeah. Oh, and okay, well, <laughs> I think you would have a hard time watching that movie because it is literally the plot of the movie is them trying to get animals for zoos and they will capture them. And okay, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they, they don't they don't murder the animals. No, it isn't great that they're getting for the zoos. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it's not as bad as it could be. I guess. <laughs> Anyways, I love that movie too. But anyways, this is Gentleman for Blondes. And what's great? So we watched the first four movies we saw were all black and white. We sit down into this movie theater, the 20th Century Studio logo goes on and it's bright color and then the first thing you see is jane russell and marilyn monroe wearing bright red glittering outfits oh yeah bam and they just start singing not this even has, the titles this has yeah this has this is because i think star wars got in trouble for not having opening credits before stuff it's a this pre-title sequence that, but then again you're watching jane russell right and marilyn monroe, but like, it just what am i going to complain about this yeah and it's <laughs> in, and the song which i love the song which just two little girls from little rock oh, yeah, yeah every and they song just, of this is fucking phenomenal. and they they sing this song and have you seen this before i had seen every scene from it but not in a coherent thing that okay made it made it so movie. i've seen i've seen this several times and I will tell you right now, this is one of my all-time favorite films. Oh, okay. I love this movie. Zero um, stars. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on, you can't, you can't give this movie zero stars. This movie is so good. Um. Anyway, so Jane Russell Memorial role play showgirls Dorothy and Dorothy and Laura Liley. And Dorothy's Jane Russell, Laura Liley is Marilyn Monroe. They are the the plot of this is wafer thin. Oh yeah, it is, it is, it is well way for th- well like the person like, of them getting on like, the boat. There's like four plots. Yeah, and yeah. They're all well, like, there's a lot of subplots, oh, but you, not a real plot. It, but if you sat on them like a chair, they'd all snap. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> they, they do not. Like they, they do not hold weight. <laughs> so so Lorelai has this uh, fiance who's this this kind of dorky looking dude as uh, Mister Esmond. I've seen him in stuff, but yeah, I couldn't yeah, figure yeah, out yeah. what He's it was. Taylor Holmes. Uh, no, no. It's uh, Gus, Tom, Tommy Noonan. Tommy he's like Noonan. an ugly Cary Grant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a nerdy. I wouldn't say ugly, but he's nerdy. He's a nerdy Cary Grant. Yeah. I think he's kind of cute. I mean, he's a cute little boy. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I mean, but it, he, it isn't completely out of the realm. Like, sure, the fact that he's rich helps. But also, if he... Actually, she does kind of leech on his own really... really oh! Old guy later. I'm like, that guy's fucking dying of cancer. That guy <laughs> so does not look so Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> you find out about, like, their engagement, but you find out that her... That his... Uh, father is not approving of this marriage or the, the, that's going to happen because they plan on going on a cruise to Paris and get married in Paris. And she's really doing that so she can get away. Which confused me because he's not on that cruise. Well, <laughs> no, because he gets a phone call. Looks like you're not going to go to Paris after all is what Jane Russell says. And then that's why she's like, well, I'm going to go on that cruise anyways. Jane Russell doesn't like him either. No. And Jane Russell's, well... Th- she mostly doesn't like going. She doesn't want Marilyn Monroe to sell down. Right. She wants a. She wants. She wants a friend of hers right, to also right. bang around. Okay? Right. So Marilyn. So Marilyn Monroe is like, well, I'm going to go to Paris on this ship anyways, and he's got to come and get me if he wants to have me. So that's kind of like the premise of the film. Mm-hmm. They get on this cruise, and then a bunch of hijinks happens, and Marilyn Monroe meets this uh, diamond guy that owns a diamond mine, and yes. played by Charles Coburn, and then she likes. 
wants this tiara that Charles Coburn's wife has. He gives it to her. It's a great scene when they meet because Charles Coburn's wife immediately knows exactly what Marilyn Monroe's up to <laughs> and fucking hates her. Right, but right, right. Is, I'm going to lose this and fight. Jane Russell, okay? And Jane Russell... Because Marilyn Monroe is going to win any fight, okay? Jane Russell, is the, <laughs> Jane Russell is like the chaperone trying to keep Lorelai in order, right? Yeah. And then there's a private investigator that is hired by <clears throat> Gus's, uh, Marilyn Monroe's fiance's father, um, hires this guy to watch. And his name is Ernie Malone, played by Elliot Reed, who I don't think I've ever really seen in a movie, but I like him. He was good. But he, so he is like trying to get Marilyn Monroe, you know, incriminating photos to see if anything, like if she's misbehaving or trying to like gold dig her way into like, you know, to get money from guys. But she all, he also at the same time falls in love with Jane Russell. And and then yeah, Jane Russell also falls in love too. That whole thing was like, I think she says, I'm thinking of falling in love with him. And I'm like, don't you hate him? Because you really hate his fucking guts. But also, <laughs> if he loves him, I'm like, you're a confusing lady. <laughs> so it goes, and then they get to Paris, and then they, they're broke because they cut the funds off because of private investigator, you know. Has caught her on, they were hugging. Okay, that is one hell of a joke. Okay. Oh, that's, oh, that's they good. they talk so, about, oh, he acted like he was the python. Right, right, and I'm right. like. This is full-fledged dick jokes right oh. here. Oh, the movie, there is so much, so much, a lot of innuendo. Oh, in there movie. is a yeah, lot. Yeah. But that one so, was like, holy shit. All right. Anyways. The freaking crotchety Anyways, dick. so this is, this is the premise of the film. I think from, from minute one to closing minute, I love every second of this movie. Oh, good. I do. I, and the, the opening, when it just, the pre-title sequence and they're, t- you know, singing the Little Rock song. And then all of a sudden, boom, the big colorful titles of Gentlemen for Flans comes on. And then after the credits, it goes to them in the, they're in the backstage. And right away, Jane Russell in this movie, by the way, is phenomenal. She's great. I love her so much in this movie. She's so funny. She steals almost every scene that she's yeah, in from Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe's great in, two, in this too. She's great, but when they're both on there, it's actually more about Jane Russell. Oh, absolutely. Time. Jane Russell. Like, Boy, you're, you're showing up Marilyn fucking Monroe. Well, this working. was okay. this this was the movie that really, because Marilyn Monroe acted in some movies, but this was the one that really put her as superstar status. This was the one that at this point, like 1950, she was in Asphalt Jungle where she had like played a gangster's girlfriend and she was just doing little bit parts supporting major supporting roles in movies like monkey business, which was also directed by Howard Hawks with Cary Grant one year earlier. She's a supporting role in it, but this was like her first big starring musical role. And, and she knocks it out of the park. She's really good in it too. But Jane Russell, she has so many one liners in this movie and she's so great. My, my, one of my favorite, the first, one of the first ones is when, she, uh, Marilyn Monroe is like, I saw Mr. Esmond outside and his pocket was bulging. Could be a bag of gumdrops. You know, like, like that line is so, so funny. Oh, it's so great. And then another line is when, so when, when she, I love Charles Coburn in this movie as the, as Sir Francis Piggy Beekman. Oh yeah. He's, he's terrific. He's, he's terrific. so funny. He as soon as he sees. Ancient. How old was he in this fucking okay, movie? Okay, let's take a look. he was not, he looked, <laughs> he, he didn't look healthy. Oh, 1970. So he was. He was in his 70s. He was 70. He was 84. He was like 77 or 78. He, he was late, late 70s. Yeah, yeah. The fact he didn't die for another eight years is very confusing. Because <laughs> he does not look healthy. But he yeah, he was really funny. But when he first sees uh, Lorelai, he's like, oh my. Oh, heaven's sakes. And oh, then yeah. his Marilyn Monroe looks at him and literally his head turns into a diamond like a fucking oh, Bugs Bunny cartoon. It did. It very so much. fucking she funny. Knows. That was so her, funny. Her fiance's not there right now. <laughs> 
So I'm gonna go all the way. Oh, and when they first the enter, when they first enter the ship, Jane Russell, you know, they, they, you know, she sees all the guys and it's the Olympic team. She's like, oh, that's the Olympic team. She's like, the Olympic team for me. Oh, you shouldn't have. I was like, I, I, well, at that point, I'm like, what, what? Which sport? I thought they were like rowers or something. Right, but right. They're like swimmers, apparently. But she's, but she, you know, and then she, they have like a before they leave, she's on there, and then like Marilyn Monroe and her uh, fiance are on the boat because he's seeing her off, and they're throwing like a party, and Dorothy Shaw. I hope you keep those Olympic team to yourself. It's like. What a coincidence! That's what I plan on doing. I mean, she's so funny, and I will say this right now: both <clears throat> actresses in this film. I mean, yes, there are some obviously some shitty guys that are like oogling over the girls in this movie. Yeah. However, not one second in this movie are Jane Russell and Marilyn Monroe not in complete control. They are in complete power. I, think, I feel. I think Marilyn Monroe loses power in some of the situations. Because she loses her fiance at one point, granted by the end of the <laughs> Yeah. No, but, but I, I just mean I, I, I just I mean when they, I just mean when they walk into a room. Oh, yeah. Like there's a scene when they walk into the dinner hall and everybody literally looks at them mm-hmm. and is like walking towards them, all the guys. The whole the entire the entire room right. stops. Right. And they walk and just the look in Jane Russell's face is like, yep. I made this happen. Like she yeah. knew that's exactly what she was trying to do. The reason the guys were looking at her is because she wanted them to. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so great about this movie. I think it's a, in ways, I think a really good female empowerment film. I'm not sure what was going on when in the courtroom where she put, where she's blonde and she's impersonating Mar- Marilyn Monroe's character. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what, why is she doing this? She's I doing that because sure she's, why. she's trying to give, Time to Marilyn, because Marilyn Monroe is trying to get money out of... Yeah, but she fails. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Anyways, but the, one, uh, the musical numbers are great in this movie. My I mean, f- that was funny. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, we need blah, blah, blah money. He goes, that'll take an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn Monroe knows exactly what she's doing. And so, Jane Russell's a smart ass in this. Marilyn Monroe is playing the ditzy blonde, but it's she's... secretly but, not as ditzy. But she's playing a ditzy blonde... Playing a ditzy blonde. Yeah. Like, she is being dumb on purpose. Mm-hmm. And there's, uh, I mean, just the stuff that she does, like the scene in the movie when um, her uh, um, future husband is trying to talk to her, her fiance is trying to talk to her, and she's bouncing on the bed. Oh, I, I put uh, that in my notes. You, you distract, find that? That's distracting very, bouncing. You, it's, it's literally written right there. That's very distracting. <laughs> Can you stop that, Lorelai? I mean, yeah, that's... I wrote that down before he said distracting but bouncing. But her performance in this movie... <laughs> She is such a funny, like, she gets known for being, like, obviously a sex symbol that she was. I don't think people give her enough credit. She's a funny comedian. Oh, like, she good. is really funny in the movie. This movie get, is this, like, where basically she got bigger? Yeah, this, this is it. Yeah, this yeah, is it. And then with two years later with the seven-year itch when she does the, that's the one where she has the, yeah, okay. you know, the, the dress and the, and the vent. Um, by Billy Wilder. I mean, did Jane that. does commit fraud and perjury. Okay. What? Who does? Jane does. She oh does. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, oh, but whatever. Okay. It's a musical and it's, it's done for blonde. That's the whole thing. It's so great. I can't rip on this because all those similar things happen in the previous Vice Squad. Okay? Not just Vice Squad. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. also in basically Francis similar, and Caddy. Yeah, similar yeah. people which are fucking terrible. Well, actually, Francis, there's no. T- the only terrible person is that one reporter chick. But so, but they're so different from each other because Marilyn Monroe likes money and Jane Russell doesn't care. She was like, oh, I don't care if it's a poor person or not. And she's like, come on, people, not, not everybody cares about money. And Marilyn, mean, Marilyn, Marilyn, well, Marilyn Monroe's like, because Jane Russell was like, 
people don't really care about money. It's like, come on, we're talking serious now. <laughs> well, actually, actually, Marilyn accuses her of only liking the guy because he's, he's poor. good looking. No, because also yeah. because he's poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. actually like him more because he's poor. Right, right, okay? right, right. Him having money would make you like him less. And although they somehow get married together, yeah. the rich guy and the poor oh, guy the end, yeah, yeah. about them. What? Whatever. At the end of the movie, or no? So in the middle of the movie. What's really funny, I, I love the scene with the little kid. Oh, my God. The little kid? Oh, oh with the porthole? He's so that funny. Is, well, that scene's great. That, that's full-blown Lucille Ball hilarity. Yeah. Well, okay. what's what's funny, Well, because they introduce him because um, Marilyn Monroe's trying to find a rich person for Jane Russell. So she looks at, like, the, the ship charter or whatever, you know, and she's yeah. like, oh, have this guy... Henry Spotted the Third. I bet you he's super yeah. rich. You're gonna seat him next to Jane Russell, and then Jane. This is literally, and she, a, literally she, like a seven year old kid. She gets it to work, even yeah. though the guy says no. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. like and that, but somehow it happens. Yeah, and yeah, the guy's literally seven. The kid still is creepy on the girl. Oh, okay. when he comes in here and he's just like, "Ooh, this is looking to be I, a promising cruise." I still like pretty ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like you're a creepy kid. And then the kid. <laughs> I appreciate the good, a good looking woman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and then Jane Russell like looks at Marilyn Monroe. How am I doing? You know, it's just like, <laughs> she's so funny in the movie. But there's a scene in the movie where there's a photo that was um, t- taken by Ernie. They're trying to get it from his room. And Marilyn Monroe is looking at his room and then she's trying to escape by going through the little circle porthole room door. And she gets stuck because of her hips. And she's like oh, yeah. stuck. Well, and she, gets... she measures it. Oh, yes, yeah, she measures does. her hips. But she's... she actually does get through. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. hips are a little bit wider than she would expect. Right, right. She's and... all figure, baby. <laughs> and but someone's but then the the kid walks by and sees her and is like, hello. Hello. It's like, are you a burglar? Are you a burglar? <laughs> I do. The, are you the, a burglar? The, the way, it's not burglar, I, it's if burglar. I, if, I yeah, help, yeah. if I help you, I will be helping a burglar. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be incriminating. It's like, I'll help you for two reasons. And he's like, you've got a lot of animal magnetism or something God. like that. And then, there's, and then so the scene, crazy. Piggy starts coming as he's trying to get her out. And he's like, quick, throw this on. So they throw this blanket on and he's underneath it. And they do like a, that old-fashioned gag where his hand comes his up, pretending like out. it's hers, the little yeah. kid. And then the, the the guy even like kisses the boy's hand. and He's like, "Stop that!" Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, it's, "Why? It's, why do you like that guy? You, don't you know his intentions aren't honorable?" <laughs> he says that to Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, that's funny. My favorite musical number, though, I Diamonds Are Forever is a wonderful musical number. I my favorite is "Ain't There Anyone Here for Love," and it's towards the beginning of the movie when they first get on the ship. The the, the swimmers. Oh my gosh! So it's the oh, swim yeah. team, and it's a very Eye candy for, you know, guy eye oh, candy. actually, I was like, holy shit, those dudes are legit buff and hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and and they were, you know, they're wearing super short, skin-colored shorts, so it almost looks like they're nude. Yeah, right? They, they are, those are some skimpy, skimpy trunks. And there's some homoerotic stuff going on in there, too, which is great. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it just starts yeah, off. Right. They do have some longing looks between oh, each other. Oh, it's great. It's weird. It's great. <laughs> and it's, I, I just love this scene. And the, it starts off with like this trumpet, like, burn, burn, dun, 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 dun. and as I, the thing you're going to say at the end, I already know. Well, well and, as, <laughs> and as that happens, as that happens, the one of the guys flexes his muscle oh, yeah. and her head is right behind and she literally looks like cross-eyed at the muscle yeah. she's like honey it's, it's cartoon like but she does they don't need to use animation honey she's just good at you'll it. hurt yourself yeah. and then one of my favorite lines that she says in the movie is like i, I love big muscles and hardcore puzzles i love a beautiful hunk of man and like if i would ever do drag that's the song i would do 
Oh, good for you. I would love to no, do I that. I'd love to see this. Because <laughs> I just, that song is just so funny to me. And the choreography. And then, yeah, the swimming, the sw- the scene when the swimmers are diving yeah, over her yeah. and she gets knocked she in. She gets knocked. That was a that, mistake. That had been a mistake. It was yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Because it totally works. It was just like, I, and it looked like it hurt. It does. When I you watch it, you're like, well, I don't think the next thing that they showed was actually filmed. Next. Oh no, it was, ad- it was an edit. Like, it was gonna, an edit. You have to make sure that she isn't drowning. <laughs> okay, because oh, she hit her head or got knocked fell out. In the, <laughs> fell, fell into the pool. Yeah. No, that scene's good. Um, some other Jane Russell. Uh, li- Sorry, I gush about this movie. This is my. So I, I you- wonder. I'll, I'll allow it being I gush pretty long about <laughs> <Yeah. the previous laughs> one. But Jane Jane Russell, when she does uh, some of her lines. Two of two of well, that I really like is when um, Lady Beekman, Piggy's, who has such a great her name's Norma Varden. I, I love her. She just has a super snooty look on her face, like resting snoot face. Is what they call that, it. Like, that, good, good. That's a good description. She's so great. Like like proper British. Like oh really? She you always know? she only looks down her nose. Yeah, that's yeah. The only way she looks. And at she anybody. comes. She comes. She walks into the room wearing all the diamonds. She's like, looks at her and I'm like, hey, this is Lady Beekman. Oh, I thought it was this diamond mine. Oh, she's wearing a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. of diamonds. And then. A lot of diamonds. <laughs> and she also brings the uh, the tiara and, with her. Well, Wherever she goes. Oh, my and God. The tiara is basically the Grosch National. Oh, yeah. Park and Marilyn Monroe's like trying to put nuts. it. Marilyn Monroe <laughs> takes the tiara and like, oh, do you put it on your neck? Yeah. Like, oh, you put it on your head. She's like, she goes, oh, don't be silly. He's like, <sighs> you're, trying to, you're, trying to, you're trying to fuck with me. He's like, well. She's like, well, you know, there's really no other explanation sometimes. So, but she wears it and she. She really wants it. Well, she ends up when she takes it, they're like um, trying to get it back, and Lady Beekman is she, like, he he gives it to her. Oh yeah, but then he steals it back from her. Yeah, without. But her Lady, knowing. but the scene at the hotel when Lady Beekman is just like, well, I'm gonna get it back, and I just want to let you know that I mean business. And Jane Russell, without missing a beat, goes, "Then why are you wearing that hat?" <laughs> yeah, I love this movie. I think it's just really well directed. I love all the performances in the film. It's. I've watched it over and over again. Again, I think it's a great uh, empowerment film for women. I, I. I mean, even though there's some nasty men in the movie, they are in control, and I. I, I think it's just great. It's a four star movie for me. It's I love three, it. Three and a half. Three okay. And oh, you really? Like it's, it's not perfect. So talk a little bit. Of, okay. I know I was talking oh, a lot about uh, what I thought, it's but a any movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let I me love see this here. Movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I. You. And I. You like musicals. I, I'm trying so. to come up. With, I didn't really talk. I used up a lot of energy I in did. that previous movie. <laughs> I did. I didn't really and the talk. The problem is, I have bad news for you. I need to save some energy for the next. Movie. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> so I didn't really talk a lot about the Diamonds Are uh, Girl's Best Friend, but man, that is such an iconic it, oh, film. Yeah. That's I mean, why I've seen. I literally have seen is, every scene of this movie. I mean, I that scene didn't is see great them too. In order. I haven't yeah, seen that, them in order in the last 54 that, that years of my is, life. That scene is really good, too. Like, uh, uh, I mean, everything Although in actuality, when the late Diamond, our girl best friend yeah. song starts, there's stuff in the beginning. I'm like, I have not seen some of this, apparently. Oh, when they're just doing the because intro usually, with the guys walking yeah, around. Yeah, they usually yeah. start it where she actually starts the actual Diamonds Are Girl Best Friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a bunch of preamble song before oh, that. And, and I'm like, and oh, the shit, art direction, I have not seen some of this. The art direction, <laughs> the, the chandeliers and women are literally hanging from the chandeliers. Oh, yeah. It's, the it's, so weird. Yeah, that stuff. I'm like, I, have no, I know I've never seen that before because <laughs> that is fucking memorable. So, yes. Yeah, I'm looking at my notes. I'm just like... Bam, love it. I love it. Really big on my notes. 
Okay. I love that movie. Yes. All right. Let's see here. Uh, oh, yeah. She does call him Daddy. I don't remember that. Daddy. Oh, Daddy. I was, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, is his name Danny? But then they call him Gus. And I'm like, nope, she's saying Daddy. Oh, yeah. Because at one point, his actual dad shows up. Yeah. And she, she calls and, his and, daddy. And, and, and he's and like, oh, not you. Not confusing. And I'm like, holy shit. That's some <laughs> creepy weirdness. I love okay? I do the whole thing, too, when she's just, like, trying to convince the old man, like, that they should get married. And he's like, say, they told me you were stupid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. not stupid. That, that's a, it's a phenomenal movie. It's a, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a phenomenal movie. Yay. I'm glad you like it. It's, sur- <laughs> it's surrounded by movies I don't like. Oh, no. <laughs> Houdini. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, you're, you're, you're about to get some yelling. <laughs> okay. So this is Houdini. This is a uh, double feature that we saw. Um, Houdini, 1953. And Tony Curtis and Janet Lee, which um, husband and wife in this movie, they're... Married yeah. in this film. Uh, they were married already. Um, and this is Jamie Lee Curtis's parents in the film. Okay, yeah. Now, Houdini is directed by George Marshall. George Marshall has directed, he's directed almost every type of movie, and he's directed Laurel and Hardy and W.C. Fields and Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin. He also directed a movie that is way better than this movie that we saw in 1959, or we went to 1960, The Gazebo. Oh, really? A great movie. The Gazebo is really good. Awesome movie. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, like, I don't actually have anything against the director in this. No, 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 no. I'm going to be ranting about the writing of this movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> Houdini. It's is obviously Harry Houdini, and I was really excited to see this because I'm interested in Houdini's career. Not that you're going to well, know you learn well, anything. Yeah, you don't learn shit in this movie. No. Okay. So, this movie is a fucking hit piece on Houdini. Okay. <laughs> this movie says, oh, let's do a thing about Houdini, but also let's get everything wrong and make Houdini look like a fucking monster. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. It really jumps around all the all over the place. Yeah. It starts with him. It's got biopic problems. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and that, that was my issue with the yeah. film. But it starts off with him being at a stage side circus side show and he's like doing like the freak show dude. But then he also does some like half-ass magic tricks and stuff. And, yeah. and uh, Janet Lee's like, oh, who's this guy? And then it was really confusing because she's like, oh, wow, he's really fascinated. And then he starts hitting on her. I hate you. And then, ah, no, I'll go on a date yeah, with you. That movie really, the movie really lost me already. At it was that just point. like, I'm like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Wait, now she's like literally stalking him and now she's stalking her. What the fuck just happened in this fucking shitty ass garbage movie <laughs> that doesn't understand a fucking thing about Houdini? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then it shows um, how best they, they end up. She ends up being like his assistant, but then she, they get married and she wants to end up. She was like, well, I want you to get a real job so we can support ourselves, but he. He has this dream of being, he wants to entertain people. He want, he's, And so he gets a job at a locksmith factory, but then he ends up studying safes and stuff, and he's figuring out how to get out of safes. And he's like, you know what? I want to actually do this for a living. And then she's like, nope. And then she's like, yep, okay, I'll follow you. Yeah, I legit don't know if Houdini ever had to... Uh... Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. I don't know. But it really, I do. It was was really bad. This movie, though, this movie movie is known for not being historically accurate. uh, Yeah, well, the ending is really fucking atrocious. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh yeah, yeah. So they literally. I'm sorry. Well, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Because I will be screaming later. Oh no! It might not be quite as loud. Okay. (laughs) So I broke my voice. (laughs) So it ends up, you know, they show all of his like his famous uh, magic tricks, all that stuff. But then, then, then he goes to Europe. He becomes famous. He comes to america and then yeah just and then it ends with the actual you know the scene where he dies so yeah that, but which, that's not how he fucking died i mean 
they like it went in this okay i guess i'm going back yeah 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 so okay, yeah, yeah, i'm to go backwards yeah. in my ranting here yeah but in actuality they sort of reference how he died because mm-hmm. he died with of a like a burst appendix yeah he, like his appendicitis or whatever yep yep in this he like hits his stomach but then he gets in a water torture thing and i'm like you didn't die in a water torture thing you died in a fucking hospital like everybody else <laughs> in the fucking world okay <laughs> He, he did do a show like three days earlier where he was in pain, but he didn't die. And he actively would not have done something while in that condition <laughs> that might have killed him. So that show is going to actually be kind of a boring show. Okay. It's like, I'm going to do the lamest version of tricks. Okay. <laughs> but in this, okay, let's see. I don't like my notes because this, my, my brain is fucking was so pissed off. Literally 20 minutes into this movie. Um, <laughs> it, it goes full Hollywood bullshit in the beginning oh, it's, where it's, he's yeah, creeping yeah, yeah. on her. And I'm like, why is this in this fucking movie? It says nothing to do with Houdini. Right. Just start the movie where he's fucking married. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need this shit. This is not Houdini stuff. This is fucking Hollywood bullshit. But I did recognize that the outfit she was wearing was the most uncomfortable waist thing. It was like, oh, was, right. She had a right, fucking rope yeah, that yeah. was wrapped around her waist and then they just cinched it as tight as possible. It was really crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking at him. So yeah, he had an appendicitis, he had to have surgery. Yeah. He took the stage and he did pass out during the show, but yeah. was re- revived, but then he died at the hospital. Yeah, which yeah, in actuality, yeah. if they did that yeah. in a fucking movie, that would actually be more interesting than right. literally making him to be a guy who, who also promised his wife earlier that fucking day that, that he wasn't, wasn't going to do, do that, 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 that. And that, then yeah, yeah. he does it and it kills him. Right. And Which I'm didn't like, fuck that way. this exactly. fucking shitty garbage. I already knew that going in, though. I'm like, oh, you did? I, okay. I knew that okay. in the movie he was dying during the water torture. Trick, okay, okay. But I'm like, that's not how he fucking died. So but I already knew that going my, in my, because that is famous, so, famously stupid and wrong. So the, I will say this: I think the movie looks fantastic. The production values, obviously, we've seen a lot of movies in black and white, but with uh, *Gentlemen for Blondes* and then this movie, *Houdini*. I love the color photography in the film. It looks great. Yeah. I also really like Janet Lee in the movie. I thought she was really good. She's 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 pretty good. She is, I liked her. They kind of portray her as being kind of bitchy. Oh, I'm not talking about like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was more of her performance. But also I don't know anything about Houdini's wife. No. I'm, like, I'm just talking like her, I liked her performance. I'm not necessarily yeah, yeah, the yeah. way they did her character. Yeah, yeah. Tony Curtis. We're, we're, so, we're different people. Fuck. I like, fuck that garbage. <laughs> I like I uh, so I normally like Tony Curtis. He's uh, but he's not one of my favorite actors. And Tony Curtis is, as Harry Houdini is Tony Curtis. He yes. is not doing a character. He's doing two and yeah, Tony I, I, I saw that immediately. And I'm like, oh, he's not. This does, I don't get Houdini vibes from. No, not at I all. Get, no. I get creepy guy. He uh, he was a creepy guy. He was, he was Operation he Petticoat. Was, he, was he did that, that too. He was also kind of yeah, a creepster yeah, in that. I'm like, yeah. is this a creepster in movies? Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. But it does have a lot of the biopic problems too, where yeah. you just like, it keeps on jumping around. Which and then I can it, somewhat forgive that because it's a fucking biopic. Right. I mean, granted, it does do the thing where it's like, I guess Tony Curry is supposed to be young, and then yeah. they put some gray hair in him, but his mother actively looks identically Asian yeah, yeah, yeah. through the entire time, and in reality, his mother couldn't even speak English, no. but I'm like, in this movie, I can, I can, yeah, to make her a character, sure, okay, she speaks English, so, not a big deal. I, so with, with yeah, Tony Curry's performance was, was eh for me, I didn't really like the stuff towards the end of the movie, too, where he's like, trying to uh, debunk the spiritualist, because that kind of gets, you like that part? That's almost accurate. Okay. I mean, it is accurate. The one they did in there was like, but, okay, who in their fucking right mind would go to that spiritual and believe what the fuck just happened? <laughs> right. That was the stupidest <laughs> shit I've ever fucking seen. Okay. Yeah, they literally have like 
like uh, it looks like the haunted mansion ride at oh, Disneyland. Oh god! And then right? there's like yeah. uh, there's like hands floating in the sky in the air. No one's like, gonna believe what that. What is happening? However, it was it looked cool for a film. Yeah, it looked, it looked good neat. in the movie, but, but it's not a thing where no, it's like because no, no, the no, other no. guy's like. Oh my god, he's like fascinated, and I'm no. like, is that guy been dropped in his head earlier today? That guy's <laughs> fucking really stupid. No, he's really, really dumb. That guy should not believe this. It's really, really. So stupid. I like the look of the film. I liked um the stuff early on at the carnival. I thought that was neat, but it should have been special about this movie, Harry Houdini. And it obviously, I'm giving it probably way too high. <laughs> I give it a two and a half. Oh god, that's that's full one and a half for me. I'm going one. I'm going one. <laughs> one star. As much on as it. I hated, I a thought lot it was watchable. The, I thought it was watchable thing, for me, I which watchable. actually. But I, I mean, it was moving to a degree. But he broke out of that British prison. That sort of ha- that jail cell. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. happened. It, I, I didn't feel like in this movie the way he got like uh, challenged in the middle of the yeah. show, and I'm like, that's not the fucking way that happened. Okay, well, it, it did, was a hired that. actor, anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. He, then he breaks out. I enjoyed that scene where he tried. To, he put the thing on his yeah, foot. And yeah, the other yeah. Guy was that was cool. I like that. Like, this scene's pretty fucking funny. And, <laughs> There was some and, weird and humor a, in the film that didn't fit, though. It was either. a great shot when in the in Lake Detroit. Yeah. Oh right. The, yeah. The, the crate he's in oh, falls. Yeah. That shot where it falls, yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. see it underground. And he's like, stuck That's under awesome. ice. But then he breaks out, and then he swims off in some random direction. Up, you fell down. Swim up, you fucking imbecile. Okay? <laughs> it's like I couldn't find the hole, and I'm like, of course not. You did. You went the wrong direction. You fucking dullard. I mean. <laughs> And then he, but also it's, then he goes, then I heard my mother's voice and his mother died that day and shit. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Okay? <laughs> this is fucking stupid. But, I mean, in his defense, I don't know if I fell down in ice and got, I don't know where the fuck I was underneath there. Well, but he actively was, his own plan was to break out of the thing yeah, and yeah, then yeah, swim yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Why not follow the plan, you fucking doofus? <laughs> well, also they eventually get the crate out and then they open the crate and he's not in it. And I'm like, did he take time to reclose the crate? No. I saw him get out of the crate. <laughs> he didn't fucking reclose the crate. Okay? He, he was in a panic mode because it fell, and he, that wasn't supposed to happen. Maybe it was supposed to happen, but I don't think it was. Here's the thing. They can make an entire fucking movie about this thing. Oh, absolutely. Where his mother dies, yeah, and he's yeah. actively trying to see if he can contact yep, her. Yep. That shit actually happened. And then he would debunk him. And then this is like, why does Harry Houdini need to debunk this woman? She's the dumbest seance person in the fucking world. <laughs> She's literally hired a guy to stand outside in a fucking sheet, okay? With a fucking mask on the sheet. And I'm like, yeah, so scary believable, okay? <laughs> just like, no, you do it in the way that everything is just sort of insinuated to have stuff that has happened. Right. That's the way you would actually fucking do it. And I'm like, ugh. But I'm going to give it one just because there are a couple of things that happen in it where I'm like, I was kind of entertained. But boy, <laughs> there were times in it where I was just like, I'm fucking seething. But I didn't have enough seeds left in me from the two yeah. movies ago. I'm like, I mean, I can't hate anything as much as I hated that. That thing, <laughs> that thing used up all my fucking venom for this that move oh. for, for today. Which might be why I kind of like the next movie. I'm pretty good about. <laughs> yes! Yes! Thank Maybe you. Maybe I just used up my hate, but I'm like, no, this movie's okay. <laughs> so yeah, so Houdini, after we watched Houdini, a little short break, got some popcorn, came back. The Silver Whip, which was a B-movie Western release. It was a Fox movie, 20th Century Fox. Yeah, yeah. But it was their B division. 
which yep. they would make, and it was literally. It's this is op- a fucking legitimately. They just went to TV show sets and made a fucking movie. There. Absolutely, okay. and it was. I wonder. If, I wonder if it was shot like on the Spawn Ranch Although, or something. There's some but good camera work in this movie. Absolutely. <laughs> um. So and yeah, this was an hour and thirteen minutes. It is a short film. It's weird because as much as I didn't hate it by the end, I'm like that movie felt long. Oh really? Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. Think it was, Maybe I was nah. just in the like. It's been a long day. <laughs> it was. A, like, it was our seventh <laughs> movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, it's, it's a pretty straightforward western. With, with well, a little bit at the end, it was like, oh, it, it, it had a little bit. It's I all the all every character's motivation in yeah. this made sense to me. Yeah, and that's the thing that I liked. About there you it. go. Well, people and, like that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. So this was directed by Harmon Jones, who did a lot of B movies back back then, and he, so he was pretty much hired to do these types of movies. So it's it has three main characters. One is Robert Wagner is Jess Harker. He's this young stagecoach driver. Yep. Hadn't who, killed any wives yet. Nope, nope. <laughs> so he <laughs> allegedly, just, sorry, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, sorry. Don't get in too much in trouble. <laughs> Rory Calhoun plays the sheriff of the town that he works for. And then Dale Robinson plays Race, who is kind of like his mentor a little bit. Because he's kind of just this badass kind of. I saw Roy Calhoun showed up, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's from Star- he's from Simpsons Means, and I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm not gonna fucking recognize him. I don't know which one of these. <laughs> yeah, is he who. was the sheriff. Yeah. yeah, okay. I'm like, I don't know. I figured it was either him or, or that other guy, and I'm like, I don't know which one. So, of those but right the race is kind of the like. race is the guy that's kind of telling Robert Wagner what to do. He's like, okay, Robert you Wagner do this. is so fucking crazy young yeah. in this. I did. I did. He literally, was really young. Yeah. If they didn't tell me who it was, I would not have recognized him. Yeah, so, until he talked, and then I'm right. Right. So he was. He was 23 in the film. Yeah, absolutely. Oh wow! So he's pretty young, but yeah, Robert Wagner. He he's a stagecoach driver, mm-hmm. but he wants, but he's driving like a because it has this narration where he's like, "I want to drive a six yeah. six horse yeah, wagon it train." Starts off with some voiceover, but he doesn't go on and on and on. But like he's the previous no movie. no. <laughs> but he's just like you know what? I'm just doing this like one horse, two horse, whatever. Yeah. And he's going back and forth between this town and a neighboring town, and that's yep, all he fucking yep, does. Yep. But he wants to to get there, and th- so he gets an opportunity to, to. He finds the opportunity to do so. He, well, he's going well, to leave. He's going to leave town because his girlfriend gets, this job. gets raised. <laughs> to like, hey, see if you can get him the job. So yeah. he gets the job as kind of like a trial, almost. They're like, okay, we'll give it a try. And they put a bunch of gold into the stagecoach. Well, this this one jerk of a guy finds out about it and like gets a posse to rob the stagecoach. Yeah. Also, um, Race's girl is a passenger in the stagecoach. Yes, this happens. Yeah, so then we're going to go to the same like wedding or yep. something. So when when the stagecoach gets robbed and um, the sheriff isn't with, but Race goes with uh, Jess, played by Robert, that's Robert Eggnister, Jess. But then it gets robbed and there's a shootout that happens and Race's girl gets shot and killed during the shootout. Yeah. And Race goes full on revenge. He's like, I'm going to fucking well, kill Well, he's guy. also mad at Robert Wagner because he didn't do the thing he needs to do in that Which situation. he should have left. He's, he's the fucking driver. You have to fucking leave with the stuff. Yeah. It has the people. It yep. has the stuff. They're obviously trying to But steal. Jess didn't want to do it because he didn't want to leave. leave. He didn't want to leave Race behind. I can't leave you behind. Right, right. Literally saying this right next to his, his girlfriend's yeah, dead yeah, body. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not, not talking about that. Right. But so it was it. a bad... Well, and it's really neat because it's a bad decision that he has to live with. Oh, yeah. And he learns from it. And that, Yeah. It's a bad decision and they call him out on it. And oh, he absolutely. legitimately feels bad about it. Yeah. Unlike I've seen other movies where oh, the guy absolutely. Would, would double down on this thing. And so I'm anyways, like, no, there's, it was wrong. So then there's like a, a party that led by the sheriff, Rory Calhoun, and they get, and Robert Reagan goes with them for a little bit to go uh, track down the killer guy and, and, and his gang. And so when they, they kill pretty much everyone in the gang except for the main guy who yeah. actually killed him. And so they find well, they him. they capture a couple of people. They do. Yeah. And so when Race finds him, he's the Race is like, I'm going to kill him. But the sheriff's like, nope. 
I'm not going to let you do that. Sheriff pulls a gun on him because yeah. he's about to like assassinate that And they're best friends. They, they start his character out where he saves Robert Wagner from being like whipped yeah. by assholes. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, this Silver Whip movie started with some real whipping. <laughs> <laughs> and Well, the Silver Whip calls for, um, that's it's a whip that... Um, it means you're the lead guy. But Race gives... It's, you're like, higher rank. Well, Race gives him the Silver train. Whip and he's like, here's yeah. your Silver Whip. It's yeah. a fucking long ass whip. It's yeah, it's, and it's, it's right weird, literally... It's a weird looking whip. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The, the last third of the movie, though, they have the the bad guy in prison, but Race and all the other townspeople want to hang him right now. Don't want to yeah. wait for a trial. He I, lies to him and says the judge is coming tomorrow. And then he's like, okay, got to make sure we get to hopefully meet the judge tomorrow. And he, yeah. <laughs> and then like, when they find out. And then when it's rumored <laughs> that he's not coming, that's when they go and the, and the full, full lynch mob, the town, yeah. Jess, like, shoots Race. He yeah. shoots him. To he, save the bad the criminals lives yeah. which i'm like i understand everybody's motivation in this fucking movie yeah yeah that's the thing i'm like it's, it's pretty neat the the cop in this the yeah. sheriff or roy yeah. calhoun does the stuff that i'm like i want cops in movies to do <laughs> they fucking never do okay yeah no i was i was actually pleasantly surprised with this movie it's it's a fun like, movie oh, it's 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 well good. made it's it's short enough that you know, any yeah. flaws that it does have, you don't really mind it it's, too much. It's short enough to watch the middle of the fucking night after six other movies. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, so the one person I really liked, and I've, I've never seen him before, I really liked Dale Robertson as race. Like when the first time he yeah, shows he up, really he's good. wearing, he's all in black and he's wearing, and he's at the bar and he's meeting Robert Reigner's character. And he's, well, actually the first time you see him is when he saves him. Yeah. And he's just yeah, a yeah, badass. Yeah. And that scene is great because... Jess, Robert Reichner's character, is with, on the stagecoach, and they literally lock wheels with another stagecoach. Yeah, he's like, the and the guy's just happens. like, "Hey, get the fuck out of here! What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm sorry, it's it's an I accident. Mean, if we can back out. It'll right. won't be that long." And the guy's like, "Getting instead, like an actual asshole in the real world, you can just scream about it, or oh, you can do something about it." He was, but then, <laughs> but then, literally, the bad guy takes a whip and takes and it goes over Robert oh, Wagner's yeah. neck and he gets pulled off. Yeah, I was like, I'm like holy, holy shit. shit. This yeah. is like one minute into this fucking movie. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> but then um Race comes in, David Dale Robertson comes in and he's just Well he like, steps on the whip because the guy reaches oh, back and he yeah. steps on it and they show his foot and I'm like that was pretty cool. Actually, oh. so far this movie's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought that was cool. There's one thing and I can't remember what he says. Oh, oh is there a, did you write it down? I, I hey, can't. At, I can't read those, my writing. Look at those chicken scratches. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, your writing is atrocious. It is really bad. But anyways, <laughs> but what what he says though, he's just like he he says something to the effect of like, "Hey, is there a problem?" And he's like, "No problem." And he just like you know like punches the guy out. And I'm like, "Yes." I mean, he was such a badass in this movie. So immediately, I'm like, "Okay, I like this character." I mean, Robert Wagner is good in the movie. But Dale Robertson is race. Robert Wagner is the main character. Yeah, in the yeah, movie. yeah. No, he's good. But I and Rory Calhoun's also really yeah. good as the sheriff. But for me, just uh, Dale Robertson really made an impression. It's just being this badass dude. And then when his uh, girl gets killed, holy oh, shit! Yeah. Better look out because he yeah, is going I'm after like, them. Oh fuck! And, and yeah, we got what, forty minutes left of this movie. Well, what it's I really be a fucking chase. And what I really liked about the when they were pursuing the guy in the rocks. The, it, it felt re like more than big budget Hollywood westerns. This is a low budget movie, mind you. It felt more realistic because he's way up on this hill with all these rocks, oh, yeah. and they're going from rock to rock oh, yeah. to that, rock. That's actually cool. Also, it's realistic that Robert Wagner's character doesn't know how to do gunfights, and he just stands in the open and just starts doing. <laughs> this. I'm like, you're gonna get fucking shot. But keep in mind, during the first gunfight, yeah. he was shot. 
and yeah. then they just ignore it. That I, was a, that, that was the weirdest part. He got shot. Well, he, 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 he does get dressed shot, up a little bit. Down. They put a handkerchief it, on it, and is it's that okay. What it was? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, but it was okay. Well, that was the weirdest. <laughs> like, okay, he's got a fucking that shootout at the stagecoach when, the when they robbed when they robbed uh, the gold uh, took the gold off too. That was a great shootout. Yeah. But I really like the pursuit of the bad guy in yeah, with well, all those the rocks. Other pursuit that was the great. guy that they trapped like in a bunch of like bushes, and they just started the bushes on fire. That was awesome. He's gonna get out. I'm like, shit. That's the way to do it. That was cool. He's gonna fucking that guy's gonna get out because if yeah. not, he ain't gonna be around anymore. And then okay. there was that also scene where the bad guy, you know, is forced to really jump off the cliff, and he jumps off yeah. the cliff, and you know, this movie's pretty fucking good, no. dude. So, yeah, I mean, is is it this as movie, good? This is fucking surprising. Is it, I, this is my favorite thing about this show. Is this real, real Bravo, or is it like the Cowboys that we just watched? No, it's not as good no. as those. But no. for but a, also, it's literally half the length of the Cowboys for so. a for a B movie. I think this movie delivers the oh, goods. Yeah. It, it is the motivations it a, all make sense. The it stuff was a lot that of fun. there are people that you that get shot that when we're, when uh, race gets shot, the Dale Robinson character when he gets shot, and you're like, I understand the sheriff. They had to actually grab the sheriff and tie him up. Yeah, that's some other people would let, let the sheriff right. out. I found it uh, one of the weirdest things that I found really cool in this is they tie him up. They pour water. On the knots oh, to make yeah. them tighter. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, not tighter, but harder to undo. And I'm like, there's little details that's, that's in this like, movie that's that like a fucking detail that I've never heard of. And there's little details that makes sense. Again, <laughs> a B movie that really kind of put an effort to yeah, be it something. Did. It's like better written than. Uh, let's see here, uh, Vice <laughs> Squad. <laughs> I agree. It is definitely. <laughs> actually, better and than it also that. has more plot than and any other movie today. The acting, the <laughs> acting's got the most real story. The acting's pretty <laughs> cheesy, but that's part of the film's charm for me. It's supposed to be. It's a fucking 1953 Western. Well, okay. Was it me or did the bad guy? He was like a second-rate Jack Palance. He was like because he had like a mustache, that little pencil-thin mustache that he later shaved. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't but he reminded me of like. Like, look at him like, oh, they couldn't get Jack Palance, obviously. I, uh, well, it, it well, apparently wasn't him. I mean, he would have been like 30 at the time. Well, Jack Palance <laughs> was a year before was in Shane. He was the bad guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow, Which okay. I think it looks like that it's the same author who oh, did really? Shane. Well, Shane was made of a novel. And because then both first those blood. movies, everybody does stuff that I'm like, I can believe. Oh, it's another thing. thing I want to add, besides the opening uh, titles, besides the opening <laughs> titles, there's really no music in the film. No, there isn't. There is, like, during the chase. That costs money. Right. Okay. That's, that's what I think. I'm like, was it an artistic choice? But most likely it was probably because it's a B-movie. Well, yeah, here's your, here's your B-movie Western theme. We'll use that. <laughs> and then uh, no more music for you. Okay? Yeah. But it no, doesn't, it isn't worse for it. No. No, not at all. I actually think it added to the tension during the action scenes. Yeah, sure. yeah. Absolutely. The, no. The, the shootouts in this are people sitting there and shooting at each other, and they're in, and they're in cover, and I'm like, it works. At one point, yeah. uh, the sheriff... Or remember his race. I don't yeah. know. One of them has two guns, runs out of ammo, just grabs the other one and starts shooting. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to count bullets, but I, they might be out of bullets. Okay. <laughs> it is a B movie, but I love the poster of this too. Like, look at this poster. Cool poster. <laughs> like, I mean, it shows a whip. It's not the silver whip, so it doesn't mean and anything. I think that's, and I think that's race with the whip. Like, yeah, like, you never held a whip in the entire movie, but whatever. <laughs> Okay. No, I give this a strong three, like a solid three. Yeah, it's I'm, giving, I'm giving it a solid three. It's it's, it's good. the second best movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, gentlemen for blondes. Oh yeah. So yeah. That's so th that's our show. So our my favorite film, best picture for me is Gentlemen for Blondes. Okay, it's, on. it, that one is the best, but I might just say Silver Whip just to say, <laughs> you know, it's the most surprising. Film. No, I would say 
I would it's give the that award. Nowhere. So especially the, after watching movies that I fucking hate. The, the, big, <laughs> the best surprise for me was Silverwood. But no, *Number for Blondes* is the best movie. But also, I believe we both went into this going like, "Well, we already know what the best movie is." <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, *Number for Blondes*. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and let's see, your most hated film was *Flight Squad*. Well, obviously. Dur. <laughs> That's pr- that was my least favorite too. It was yeah. for sure easily my yeah, least favorite. Yeah, you only gave it nine and a half stars. I gave it a two, <laughs> but it was my least favorite. I, God, I you, you know just, you gotta you gotta learn to hate more. You join the hate I, side. The have hate. I given? I don't think I've given a zero stars yet. I, I give you've given a half star to, to like, Tunnel Vision. Tunnel Vision, which was fucking good. It was really good. Bad. God, is Tunnel Vision the worst? Uh, uh, Tunnel Vision is actually did worse. I give a, than Vice Squad, but Vice give, Squad, but Tunnel Vision, I didn't want to burn. I the can't world remember out. if I give half star to Millennium. I might have, maybe at least the one. Did you? Did you? What'd you give to both the Mama movies? Um, <laughs> Crazy Mama two and a half, and you're fucking a two you're or a one and a half to Big ter- Bad Mama. You're a terrible person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop liking shit. Um, best performance <laughs> by an actor. Yeah, I was thinking about that while you're doing that. I'm like, so I'm looking at the, the movies. problem is the so, kid isn't a lead actor. Well, then you can do supporting. I know I'm probably going to do it for but him. He, he, although, Bing Bing was pretty I don't know, good. Dale's really good too. I, so I, I don't know about You story. know what? I'm look I'm thinking I'm going to give it to Dale Robertson oh, for Oh, are you going to are you going to say he's in this and Oh yeah, he's a pretty damn main character. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably give it to him. Or I, Bing I mean, Crosby, Bing Crosby was good, good, but Rory's good too though. Yeah. They're both good. They're both better than Wagner, but Wagner isn't bad. No, he's no, just, they're He's just up against people who actually have been acting for 20 years. Right, right, right. I guess of comedic performance I mean, Donald O'Connor is actually really good as a lead. He's good. The stuff where Jerry Lewis is funny, though, is funny. Oh, no, yeah. But the stuff where he isn't funny is less funny. <laughs> it's kind of hard. You know what I mean? Best actress. There really isn't a lead actress. I guess Janet Leigh would be default. Who uh, I did like her Let in it. Her. Um, I, I, I oh, actually, duh. Close. Jane Russell, duh. Jane Russell. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Duh. What am I talking lead, about? got two lead actresses, doofuses. Jane, Jane Russell, best actress. But best supporting Absolutely. is probably the nun. From oh. little little boy, Lodge, okay, okay, she was fucking okay. good. Yeah, she was legitimately yeah. disappointed and angry, and I'm like, I would I say, just, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to disappoint that lady. <laughs> I would say that, yeah. Um, supporting actor, ooh. but supporting actor is the kid. For I you? think the kid, I'm gonna give it to him. I'm gonna give it to Charles Coburn as the old guy in *Gentleman for Blonde*. I understand. I love him in that movie. I understand. He's so I'll funny. I'll allow it, but I just. I just <laughs> I just want to give the kid props because right, when right, he was right. on screen, I'm like, fuck, that kid really ripped me apart. That kid was so good. I just wish that the rest of the movie did, was better. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, that's it for the episode, I think. That's it for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Only two more left? Of the season, but we'll see. We'll, yeah. We're probably going to get real bored and well, shoot out the season two. Right? Well, yeah. The, I don't think season two is going to be too far behind. No, I don't think so. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. If it's like this one, behind the scenes stuff here. Yeah. This is episode 10. We haven't released episode one yet. Okay. <laughs> so this is going to be a, there might be a long pan in there. Yeah, and yeah, then there we'll might be. First fire 12 more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But anyways, uh, next time we are going to be going to April 30th, 1987. Yeah, baby. So that's our next. That's going to be one of those hard ones. Because <laughs> I'm going to have seen every fucking movie. Okay. They're going to be in the theater. And I'm oh, like, 87? I was a movie freak at that time. Um, so I've looked at the at the paper. I don't think you've seen a lot of those movies. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> well we're, we're about to stop right now, and then and, and we, take will a look at it. Yeah, we yeah. will find out. All right. Well, until well, thanks for listening to us go back in time and talk about movies. Appreciate yeah, it. thanks. We appreciate thanks. you. All right. Until next time, I'm Austin Kennedy. I'm Tim Kaiser. And we'll see you next time. I mean, I'll allow it. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.